Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. silent doors to cross check hold on to your hats this is five yard rush your fantasy football podcast with your hosts stocks sparky murph and nick ho 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 rush nation merry christmas december the 25th and murph and i are in the studio big man how are you it's christmas yeah i'm good how are you yeah i'm buzzing i'm buzzing open to presents this morning the wife treated me as did the boy he got an ridiculous amount of stuff my flat is now just like toys r us but not going under we've got beer on the go we've got crackers to pull so what's going on today well everybody knows it's the sandejo shirt giveaway that's possibly the single most important feature for that but you're just gonna have to wait for the secret hashtag there's guests. Now, there's not one guest, there's not two guests, there's uh, two, five, twelve, I, I don't know. Let's just say 27 people coming on the podcast. It isn't that many, but... No. There's a lot of our friends that uh, we've made through the year or in past years, so Christmas is a time to be with friends and family, and since uh, no blood relative of ours does a podcast, and probably don't listen to us either, um, <laughs> we thought we would share with some friends who do. Absolutely. So, there's no waivers today. Um, that's because most of your championships should well have been over by now. If you do have waivers today, go and check out our article on all32.co.uk. It's on there. People we think you should pick up if you're playing this coming week. 
best of luck. Oh man, should we pull a cracker? Yeah, I think let's pull a cracker. Let's pull a cracker. Nice. So, man, that was loud in my ear. I'd literally <laughs> been flashbanged in the studio, and I didn't even win the cracker. No, but I've ended up with some sort of spinny, uh, spinny thing, uh, and a hat, and a hat, which I'm going to put on now. Suits you. Thanks, pal. It suits you. Now, so, before we move on, okay. So, uh, it is Christmas. As uh, we all know, and you very kindly gave me a gift early when I thought we would be doing it on Christmas Day. I'm sorry, Um, I couldn't wait. You couldn't wait, so that's fine. But I have something for you. Well, if you shouldn't have. In fact, I've got two things for you. Um, What? No, two? That's too many. Well, tough. So, the intro present is just here next to me, which I'm just going to pass over now. Uh, this is your one to actually open on the day. Did not get me a hat. Well, how do you know it's a hat? Well, it's in a new era bag, and inside the new era bag there is a new era box. All right, yeah, I, I could have wrapped it, but it's no, Christmas. No, no, that's the better wrapping paper. And also we're about uh, recycling here. Is this a proper box? Like, should I keep this? It's up to you, it's just a box. Oh, Murph, you should not have done well, I figured that, you know, I always forget about which team uh, is on your hat. And the good thing is, on the back of the hat, it does tell you the full name of the team. So Murph has got me a 39-30 Chargers Navy on-field cap. And on the back, it says Los Angeles Chargers. It doesn't even say Sandy. Murph, that's unreal. Thank you so much. That's all right. That is the sort of intro, sort of make-do-present, because... I had actually got you something else. And this is really funny because it's slightly loosely based on what you uh, got me. But the issue that I have is shipping has not played well into my hands. And I got a message the other day saying that there'd been a family emergency from the sender and it was on a slight delay, which was annoying. So I'm not going to get this until somewhere between Christmas and New Year's. However, it is getting delivered to an office. So I'm probably not going to be able to give it to you until the new year, which is unfortunate. But what I am going to do is send you a picture of what I got you. So not quite the great reveal. It really did fall apart. And all I'm going to say is great minds think alike. No. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Mine just unfortunately didn't come in time. So why don't you tell everyone what I've sent you a picture of? So Murph has very kindly got me a signed Demarius Thomas Bronco shirt. Now, I know he's not on the Broncos, but he is a Broncos legend. Yes, sir. Uh, eight years with the team, probably a potential Hall of Famer, uh, multi-pro bowler. And I thought, you know what, well, of all the Broncos players you've probably come to know and love, he's got to be up there, surely. Yeah, and that's unreal. Thank you very much. Mate, Merry Christmas. And amazing that you got me something that was very similar in mind it shows how close we've come because of the pod and our, our that's unreal so. I'm very touched so apologies it's not here no no um, but it will be with you hopefully in the next two weeks um, it'll be in my office probably just after Christmas at, at the potential delivery date is either Boxing Day or the day after so when I go back on the 2nd of January I will retrieve it and will give it to you upon next sighting that's unbelievable. Thank you so much. Mate, it, it's a pleasure. And it's been amazing to do this with you. And long may it continue for the off-season and seasons to come. Oh, wherever we are, wherever we go, let's always try and no spin wherever we can. 
That's amazing. Well, I'll have to put it up in the studio, which means I'm going to have to go back to Ikea and buy another frame. Because <laughs> I bought three for the shirts we already own, and now I've got to go and get another one. I know. I almost said the other day, and I thought, uh, if I can't capture it while live and on recording. it's I'm just, I'm really gutted that you gave me the, uh, the barber shirt a couple of weeks ago, and I can't oh. kind of redo the same thing. But it is Christmas, and I wanted to know... You had something, well, and at I, least I gave you something to open here as well. So I've I got the hat, and the shirt's on its way. And, no, that's that's very touching. Mate, so, it's just a, an absolute pleasure. So, Merry Christmas. Thanks very Merry Christmas to you. Well, I'm going to introduce our first guests. They're Jack and Paul from the Paul Baum Podcast. Absolute wicked listen. Run daily. Everything browns. And it's just a really good listen. So, we had a little chat with them, and here they are. Right, Rush Nation, it's time to introduce you to... One of Christmas Day's guests. It's the Paul Brown podcast. It's Paul and Jack. Boys, how are you doing? I'm good. It's good to join you guys. Love the pod. Um, so, no, it's, it's great to be on it rather than a, you two carting me off behind my back when uh, I'm not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> guys, are we actually on Christmas Day? Yeah. yeah. Happy Christmas, everyone. No, you too, Paul. Thanks. Happy Christmas to you. You're the first person we've had on these recordings that wishes us a Merry Christmas. Well, it's Christmas Day. Well, our listeners probably won't be listening because it's Christmas Day. That's the problem. Well, no, well you, say, you say that, but we're giving away a signed Viking shirt on Christmas Day with a secret hashtag. So if you're not listening, you're not playing. Hang on a minute. I know the perfect person for that. I once had a Raiders fan on. No, not Raiders. Um, Raiders, Raiders, Raiders fan. Oh, yeah. Who said she'd chop her head off if they won the Super Bowl. And her husband is a Vikings fan, so he could do with that shirt. <laughs> you need to tweet him on the day then with the hashtag and then he needs to enter I'm not tweeting him on Christmas Day mate <laughs> well Boxing Day as well yeah Boxing yeah. Day is good. it's called Christmas Day Boxing Day so but it's great to have you on big fans have been on your show and know you both personally and watch games with you and uh, talked about the Hippodrome experience for you guys and any fans of the NFL not just Browns but if you are a Browns fan you should be listening to these guys and if you're not I don't know where you've been but just get down with link up with Paul on Twitter and and get down and watch a game with them because it is an absolutely brilliant experience. The best in the best in the UK by a mile. Oh, Adam, I enjoyed spending time with you more than uh, you spending time with us. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, guys, just shout out your pod. Let let our listeners know who you are, where to find you, that sort of jazz. Jack can do this, mate. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're the Paul Brown uh, podcast. We go. Every single day, so seven days a week, we are dropping content. Um, we never sleep. We have a lot of fun. Um, so go follow Paul on Twitter. It's at PaulBrown underscore UK. Um, he'll be tweeting out all the shows, so the links are on there. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. We're on everywhere. But just hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jack Duffin. Um, tweet either of us if you can't find the links. And uh, get on board. Um, we do brown shows nearly every day i do a cap show usually every tuesday and we mix it up with a bit of analytics so uh, no there's always fun and crazy stuff going on let us know if you want a certain guest on because we'll chase them we've had daniel jeremiah um we'll have evan silver we've had everyone um, mark Sessler. yeah nice I've, I've enjoyed it so i've listened from the very beginning i'm not a browns fan but i've become a browns supporter through listening to the pod so Really anyway, guys, it's, it's about you, not us. Come on, let's go for the questions. Oh, and hold there. on. And there is a bet on fantasy, um, but fantasy football, um, as in soccer, between these two. So, depending on who wins the fantasy league um, out of Adam 
and Paul, the other one has to wear a Browns or Tampa Bay shirt and come on our pod. So, uh, hey, there's going to be something funny going on at the uh, start of next season regardless. Looking forward to that. Um, So, I beat Paul this week uh, to revenge the loss from earlier in the season and open up a nice five-point gap. So, uh, the shirt's washed and ready for you. So, uh, (laughs) moving swiftly almost to the 2018 season. Um, So far, you guys as Browns fans, it's obviously been an improvement, but I guess that's not hard based on the, the 2017 season. But what for you guys has been the absolute highlights and, and maybe some of the, the lowlights as well from the season so far? I would say the highlight for me was definitely the Jets game, our first win of the season, losing half-time, Baker May- Mayfield came on and we win the game. It was, yeah, me, Jack, rest of the guys all on FaceTime, celebrating afterwards, having a drink. It was amazing. Yeah, I was chugging a bottle of champagne at half four in the morning while podcasting with Paul. Um, and then uh, the other highlight's got to be Hugh Jackson getting sacked, and then me predicting Demarius Randall's going to catch an interception, run over to Hugh Jackson, and give him the ball. And what a hot take, and we deliver. That's, that's as hot as it gets. I, anything other than that is biblical, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. So what's your uh, Super Bowl predictions then for the, for the 2019 or 2018-19 Super Bowl, first week of February? Better off Jack first. I, I went... Um, so my mate's not really into NFL. Went give me the two teams I should put some money on. Um, better odds than uh, ten to one. And I went with the Saints versus the Chargers. So even though I don't think they might be the ones, they're the two I'm rooting on to go and make it. Um, if the Browns don't sneak in by via a miracle, so uh, I think that might be a uh, upset Super Bowl. I love that. Nice. I'd watch that. Paul. Um, Chargers, Houston, Chiefs, all going to be in it. I think somewhere around. Jack, are they all in the same division? I get confused sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm amazed um, you didn't pick the Browns knowing you. <laughs> no, there's, there's 0.4% chance of us making the playoffs at the moment. I don't think we're going to do anything to get in the Super Bowl. Mate. You claim we had a really good shot when we had 1.2%. So what's 0.4% got to stop you? No, it's a bit more negative now on, online. It's getting a bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> so go on, Paul. AFC and NFC. So you, you mentioned the Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers and, and that they will count from and the Texans from one division so one of those and then who out of the Saints the Rams or the Bears or anyone like that from the other side yeah I'll go to the Saints nice and safe nice 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 so boys as you know we are a fantasy podcast let's talk about your fantasy seasons pretty quickly uh, how many leagues you in have you made any playoffs and uh, what what have you learned from this season going into next so I've got one dynasty league, which I'm in with you two boys. And luckily, I'm on the opposite side of the playoffs to you, which is my aim coming into the final few weeks. Man, you so, uh, that, 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 that was all I wanted, that I've got a shot of getting to the final before one of you two buggers beat me, because uh, <laughs> that is going to be on the cards. Um, I've, I've got some Epsom league, but we're not going to talk about me ending a 13-game losing streak. Was it 13 or was it 14, Adam? Uh, 14 in the end, but... Uh, all three of us are in the wrong end. Well, you've got half a chance of that playoff. No, I don't think you have. I think all three of us are, are in the bottom four in that league. <laughs> so we're all going to so, play each other. One of us is going to be wearing a uh, a uh, Kaepernick wig to Wembley next season. So I've got a Browns IDP league, which um, I finish, um, well, I'm fifth with a shot at fourth if it goes my way, but it's not looking good. So I'll make the second tier of playoffs. And then I'm in the top tier of playoffs in the other league. And I'm up against Paul in the uh, first round of the playoffs. Oh, excellent. How do you feel about that, Paul? Yeah, easy win, mate. 
<laughs> I agree. Jack, who am I, gonna have, who am I gonna have in the second round? That's all I need to know. Oh, he's gone. Jack, oh. that fighting talk. Jack, he's, he's coming, Paul. Watch out. Expect the door to be kicked down any moment. Yeah, myself, I'm in uh, three leagues. I'm 12 in one, in one, which I'm sure I'm just going to blow in the playoffs. And then I'm eight in five in the other two. So, um, yeah, quite close in the other ones. Nice. No, that's not terrible at all. So, I mean, Jack's disappeared. I don't know where he's gone. It is Christmas Day. He's he's fainted. Yeah, (laughs) he's eaten too much turkey and thrown up. So, Paul, if Santa, you know, Santa's going to come in April for the NFL. But if what do you want him to bring for you in the 2019 draft? Oh, good question. I'll probably go with, yeah, round one or all the rounds? Well, whatever. Just, you know. Okay, cool. So, I think I'll go with a... um, um, Wide receiver, defensive tackle, um, O-line and a defensive... Yeah, I think O-line, wide receiver, cornerback and a tackle. I think they're the four things we need desperately. Tell you what, you're not going to have enough space under that tree with those four. No, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's a big tree. Especially a big, a big tackle coming under my tree. Yeah. <laughs> wide receiver may squeeze, but yeah. Oh, mate, awesome. In terms of uh, going back to fantasy for a second, do you have anything you want to share with the listeners who are- tips that you've learned this year um, moving forward to next year any sort of positive tips or things you'd avoid going into sort of next year's draft and, and thinking of the leagues you're going to be in not really Adam because you're all my competitors to be honest so um, I don't want to tell too many tips but um, if anyone watches the way I play fantasy I'm all about streaming I actually don't really care too much about the draft once you've got your team and then I like um, every week having a tinkle that's my little thing so uh, I'm always keen to change change a person. Never scared to drop someone and bring someone in. I love that. That's such a different take to most people's fantasies. <laughs> it's, that's why it's twelve and one. Yeah, no one, no one, can, no one can prepare against it. That's very true. Very <laughs> true. Jack, welcome back from your uh, turkey hiatus on Christmas Day. We we, we just asked uh, Paul if Santa can bring you one present for the 2019 draft. What do you want it to be? Uh, fantasy or actual real NFL? Real, real NFL. life. I want. A defensive end or a cornerback, um, ideally for the Browns. Um, don't give me a defensive tackle, wide receiver, or anything like. Oh, oh in the uh, first round, left tackle is a big need. So get me a left tackle, but I don't think there's going to be one there when we pick at eleven. Um, well, you two haven't talked before yeah. the podcast about your answers. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, pretty much. Well, basically, I make really good shows on the pod, and then he says what I says because he wants to sound intelligent. And that right, Paul? Well, no, you can on a bit, Jack. Um, I've come out with some real bold claims to start off with. You weren't even on your pod, and you've copied me this time. So I think the truth's finally starting to come through, that I make all the big claims, and you just follow. <laughs> I love it. Right, well, boys, we want to let you get back to your, your Christmas turkey and your family and your presents and uh, your defensive tackle under your tree. So um, <laughs> if... Talk to us about the pod, what the plans for, for 2019, any sort of exclusives you can share with, with our listeners. You want a world exclusive? Love a world exclusive. Um, I had a brainwave today that every single guest that we've had on during the season, we're going to get them on off-season as well. It's an exclusive. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an exclusive that we haven't dropped yet and I don't think we will before Christmas because the season will still be going on. Paul told me the other day, we're still planning to go daily in the off-season. 
Wowzers. Ooh, big 365 pod. Love that. So the last hot take I did was with Jeremy Snap on ESPN. Now I'm doing it with Adam. So there we go, guys. That's it. where your podcast is at that level. I loved it. I appreciate that. It was uh, it was great that interview with Jeremy Snap. I loved it. Um, look, boys, I enjoy the podcast. Um, everybody should be listening to it. It's a it's a really informative. You get some really good guests. So uh, just a final shout out as to where people can download, where they can find it, in case they missed the first bit of the interview. Uh, so it's Paul Brown podcast. Um, you'll find it on iTunes. You'll find it on Podbean. I think it's in a few other places. Uh, it pops up here, there, and everywhere. But uh, no, we've started this season and going from strength to strength. We've already smashed our hundredth episode. Numbers are up, and we're loving it. So thank you for your support, guys. I enjoy your show. It's one of three fantasy ones I listen to. Um, the others are on Roto um, World and Roto Underworld. So um, no. It's, it's really good stuff and uh, keep up the good work really enjoying the uh, new shows where you get some of them great guests on so uh, is it Luke is it Easterling yeah that's correct that was, it was a fantastic guest so uh, keep up the good work and uh, I, I'm enjoying the growth cheers boys well look we have to get on yours again and uh, yeah I look forward to Paul wearing a, a Tampa jersey and we have to get you guys on here for a, a sort of longer episode in the off season we can do something a bit crazy so if I win, though, Ryan, do I have to sit in your garage in a... No, if I lose, do I have to come and sit in your garage in a Tampa shirt? We can go no, It's on our show. It's on our we show. It's on our show. You because you're going to get grilled. I don't mind. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to come onto my show and then... But don't I come onto your show? Yeah, well, we could do one show and put it out on both channels. Entirely up to I, I want to sit in your garage. You could definitely come and sit in the garage. It'd be hopefully more done up by then. Do you know? No, nope, like that. Looks perfect. Yeah. The myth of the studio has just been annihilated in about three <laughs> seconds. So. Our but, listeners uh, think we've got a studio, but we're just in an office ourselves, so don't worry. Yeah, this isn't an office. <laughs> <laughs> you need to name it something like the uh, where about you live? Uh, Sutton. The Sutton Riverside View Studios sounds lovely. Uh, the Riverside Centre is literally down the road from me, so that's pretty good. Done. We'll do that. Awesome. Or the, Sutton Parkside Studios. There's no nice parks in Sutton Pool. <laughs> I guess you've never been here. <laughs> but we make we'll, sure you will. Boys, it's we'll, been a real pleasure. But we'll get you two on um, around when not NFL draft, but when fantasy draft season kicks off. We'll have you guys on for a show because we'll, we'll do a few different uh, bits and pieces um, to promote that. So we'll have you on um, around that time. I don't even know when it is. Is it March, April, June? Not April. Yeah, Jack. No, no, not the NFL draft, fantasy draft. Yeah. August. Yeah, August. August, August. There you go. All Come right. on, Jack, I know, mate. I know do your research. The NFL draft is. Do your research, Jack. <laughs> fantasy drafts, they happen all year round. They're going on today still. No, it doesn't, mate. It's always yeah. last week of August, early September, mate. Everyone knows that, Jack. Pulls on, pulls on it. <laughs> I joined a league with these two boys this week. So, uh, hey, everything is possible. But I somehow ended up with Gurley, Mahomes, and a few others. So, th- top work, boys. I love that. You're welcome. You're Merry, welcome. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on a minute. You all know that Jack traded for Bell at the start of the season. Do you all know that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was also football. the one that told you to pick up Connor, and you went, oh, I'm not sure about that. And I, I, I did convince you into that. Mate, but let's go back to the original story. You traded Bell. How many games have you played so far? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> boys we've got to bounce time is of the essence but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on for Christmas Day guys 
enjoy the rest of your festivities and you know we'll hit you up soon definitely boys we'll do a bit soon keep up the good work Merry Christmas y'all cheers fellas thanks for coming on so ESPN here at Rush Nation and the studio we've got a bone to pick with you because all your generic leagues are week 17 finals it's rubbish most of the teams who are already into their own playoffs rest their players and you can't tell who's going to play and all of a sudden you've got a team that could be studs and they're full of absolute zeros off the waiver. It's, it's just a joke. We don't, we don't have any of our leagues that are week 17 and nor should you. No, I, I, I've got the week off so I'm, I'm done with fantasy. Now, full disclosure, this wasn't quite recorded on actual Christmas Day. It's recorded just a few days before so I've either won somewhere between zero and four championships. <laughs> Which we'll find out. I'm pretty confident in two. We'll see what happens with the other two. But I just completely disagree with the concept of a Week 17 playoff. Your entire season, uh, four to six months work, if not more, put into a week where most of your players might not play. Because if they're any good, they're in a playoff contending team. Or they're not, and the player might be carrying an ever so slight injury and they decide to shut them down because there's nothing to play for. So, do you know what? It's just not fair. And you know what? A couple of weeks ago on Twitter, after week 15, people were sitting there kicking off about um, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have kickers because Caillou Fairbairn ruined a lot of people's hopes of winning championships. And, you know, DST should be banned too because of the Falcons and the Titans and, uh, and all of these aspects. Their skill positions, just like the tight end position, which has been a dumpster fire all year unless you've got two or three of the elite players. But... That's part of the game. Part of the game. I'm all right swallowing a game where one of my players gets injured on the first play. It's difficult and it's not fun. More and more people are calling for points leagues, but the engagement massively goes down in a points league. If I'm 400 points behind after 10 weeks, guess what? I'm not going to play because I can't win. There's no playoff. There's no anything to play for. It's just a season-long league. So, yeah, if you're in the top one or two, you'll continue playing, but the rest won't and it will just be dire. So head-to-head means any given Sunday, even if you're in a consolation ladder, you can still go ahead and try and win something. You've got something to play for. If your league doesn't do a consolation ladder, I don't know why, do it. It gives everyone a chance to play every week. That's the whole reason is we want to play every week and we want to play for something, even if it's just bragging rights over our mates. We, we even have a trophy for our consolation league winner. Yeah, it's just, it's just make a bit of fun of it. Have a toilet bowl. Have a joke about who's going to finish last. Make them do a funny forfeit. Make your league really exciting, especially if it's a, f- a home league, a family league. There's no reason why you can't enjoy it and, and make a bit of fun of people that finish last. And But points leagues don't do that. And week 17 leagues could mean that someone who has worked so hard all season, put the right team together, has negotiated the injuries, has worked the waiver wire well... All of a sudden, Todd Gurley gets benched because the Rams are going to finish second. And it's like, well, cheers. Thanks for that. It's just not It's just not a fair way to work out a championship. No, it isn't. So, ESPN, sort your lives out. Stop making it standard. If people want to do it, and I get why people want to do it. It's the last week of the season, fine. Take a league vote, and if that's what people want, then you all live and die by the consequences of the decision. But I don't play Week 17 Leagues. Uh, I am off this week. I'm going to enjoy the ramifications of the rest of the playoff picture. And, you know, I'm sad there's no more fantasy football. But that's the way it, that's is. The way it is. Yeah. I'd rather have it that way. Finish a week early. 
knowing that all my hard work has led to somewhere between zero and four championships, then losing it to Gurley and Allen and all these other studs being rested for playoffs. Absolutely. And if you Rant do, over. Yeah, if you want to just join a generic league, that's absolutely fine. But in my experience, most of the time, people will give up. People will auto-draft and not even realise they've got a team on the ESPN or NFL.com or wherever it is you draft app. Hit us up on Twitter, you know, at 5 Yard Rush. Come into one of our leagues, because everybody in our leagues loves to trade, loves to chat. Every league's got its own group chat set up, so even if you live in another state, in another country, another continent, planet, universe, there's a chat group set up. So if you want to give someone stick for you know, playing somebody they shouldn't have or, or congrats, then it happens in our league. So come play with us, we'll sort you out. Murph... Sparky, Nick, me, one of us, more than one of us, or one of the OG members of the Five Yard Rush team will be in the league with you, and it's just good fun. So come play with us instead of a generic league, because there ain't no Week 17 rubbish. No. So let's introduce our second guest, the boys from the Fantasy Fam podcast. Now these guys are a lot of fun. Full disclosure, we recorded this in the pub when watching the Arsenal-Tottenham game, so... (laughs) There may be some background news and a random guy asking us what the score was halfway through the interview, which adds to the charm, I think. Yeah, I, I was more than happy to tell him what the score was, but I sort of tried to do it with fingers first, and yeah, that was he, quite funny. He didn't know we were recording. <laughs> so he's, he's very nice about it afterwards, actually. Yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, it was. So yeah, here's the guys from the Fantasy Fam. Guys, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Awesome, can't, awesome. Can't, can't complain. Just loving this nice weather down in Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so talk us through it. What's the weather like there at the moment? Oh, Texas, uh, it's probably in like the 50s, like maybe like mid-50s, you know. Uh, Fahrenheit, you know, you guys you guys use the lovely metric system. We're the only country that does not. Yeah, I, I have no <laughs> idea what that actually is. I think, it's, I think that's, so 32 is zero, so rough conversion is probably going to be around about 10. I think it's warmer here. Oh. You know what? I'm going I'm to find out for you. Degrees. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 40s and raining here, so it feels like a wonderful London day. Uh, good, perfect. <laughs> so just, uh, pull the curtain back on transparency. We're not filming this on uh, Christmas Day. This has been filmed in advance and recorded, so just uh, an FYI. But really glad you guys could join on. We're fans of your podcast and uh, great we connect. We're also in the guillotine league together. So Yes, yeah. yes, yes, we are. Which is an awesome concept. I love the idea of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's so brutal. It's great. Uh, <laughs> you just don't want to be that weak one loser, do you? The first person. Yeah. And, and funny enough, I've, I forgot to set our lineup, and Michael Thomas is one of our receivers, and he didn't even have that great of a game. So I'm not even that upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So, guys, talk us through. I, it's just going to be a really quick one. Just. Uh, a little bit about the, the NFL season so far for you guys, uh, sort of how it's been, talk us through some, some sort of highlights and lowlights uh, for you for a personal level. I mean, for me, it's, I mean, the, the NFL draft is always, uh, the, the fantasy draft at the beginning of the season is always the most important part of it for me. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the exciting, most exciting part. And I mean, it's been a lot of highs and a lot of lows, like you said. The biggest highs for me this year uh, has been the resurgence of Adrian Peterson. Oh, Adrian Peterson on his, I don't know how old he is at this point. He's 33. You know, he, we weren't expecting much of him coming into Washington and he has put on a display so far this year, over 750 yards, six touchdowns on the ground. Um, he's had a awesome year. He could have got him in the draft in those mid, you know, mid to late rounds. If you drafted uh, sometime in like late August, early September. Um, and my other one would be uh, Christian McCaffrey. We had speculation if he was going to be a, you know, a three down back or not, we weren't really sure. 
we knew he was going to get the receptions. We knew he was going to get, you know, a lot of love from Cam, but we didn't see him as a, you know, as a three down back. And he has proven to be that he gets every single opportunity thrown his way, uh, whether it's on the ground or through the air. And he has turned into a ridiculous talent in the fantasy world. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Those, are big, those are my big highs for the year so far is just, you know, some, some uh, observations from what I've seen from guys. Yeah. I'd have to say, I'd have to say my highs for this, um, for this season is, and I know that I, I'm seeing it a lot more in the fantasy community, I guess. Everyone's like saying, you know, like, don't, don't draft a quarterback high. But I, I absolutely love the fact that, like, people got Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you didn't know the guy that was going to be the number one fantasy quarterback by a huge margin, nonetheless, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just drafting a quarterback late. Like, I, I'm, we're in a 14-team league together, uh, me and my cousin. And I got Jared Goff with the second-to-last pick in the wow. draft. <laughs> I don't I don't know how that happened, but it did. And he is the number four quarterback right now. So just to you know what I mean? Like just to I also have Kareem Hunt on that team, so kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's a pretty big observation though. It's yeah, the fact that um, you know, those those quarterbacks prove that, you know, you can get them later on in the draft. That is Matt that, Ryan, another one. Yeah, it's a proof it's just a proven fact at this point that a quarterback um, you know, can be taken with your second to last pick, your last pick even, and could finish as the top 12 while your running backs, your wide receivers, you need more of them uh, in those early rounds to be able to compete. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So just a quick one to sort of wrap up the, the 2018 season, who would be at the moment your Super Bowl predictions? What do you reckon Super Bowl 53 is going to look like? I, I really don't want to say it, but I think we both <laughs> are going to say that the Patriots are probably going to make it. Yeah. I mean, the, the AFC is just – besides the Patriots – okay, you got the Chiefs, obviously. Chiefs, Steelers, not, Patriots. Right? I mean, the Texans, yeah, they're emerging, but I don't think they could go far. I just don't see them beating either the Patriots or the Chiefs even – or even the Steelers, you know, like – Right. The Chargers The Chargers are the only Steelers. Chargers, too, yes. Um, my prediction would be Rams, Patriots, just based on the fact that I don't think anybody can beat the Rams in the NFC. Uh, NFC is a good – is a really good uh, conference, but I think that – that the Rams are by far the best team in that division. And the Patriots are the Patriots. We've seen them do it consistently over the past, you know, decade and a half. So, Yeah, definitely. Couldn't, uh, couldn't argue against that one. So moving on to your fantasy seasons then, you've talked about some of the fantasy highlights. Just talk us through some of the leagues you're in. You're like, how many? How many How many do you think is too many if you're in too many? <sighs> never. There's never yeah. too many. We Actually, completely disagree. He can attest to that. He yeah. In too many. <laughs> we, I completely disagree with that. There is definitely, you can definitely be in too many leagues. Yeah, no, for um, sure. I have spread myself thin in the past and it did not end well. Um, more, the more <laughs> leagues you have, the more you have to keep up with. But besides that, you then start drafting differently in those leagues because you're saying, well, if I take too much stock in one player and they fizzle out, what happens? You know, yeah, sure. so you, the more leagues you're in, I think the perfect amount of leagues is somewhere between eight and 10 leagues uh, for somebody who really loves fantasy football is, that, is and that's a good amount. That's a, great... I think, yeah, I think, I think a perfect amount is about eight leagues. Um, eight leagues gives you the opportunity to go through all those leagues each week and determine who you want to start, who you want to sit and the draft process, you know, it gives you the opportunity to draft players you, you know, you want that you might not have gotten in another draft. So I am, I think eight is a, is a perfect number. How many are you in this year? Eight. Uh, <laughs> I'm in five. I'm in, I'm in 23. This year. 23? Oh. Dedication. <laughs> when you say dedication, I lose about two hours of my life every week to set in lineups. So <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Some may say stupidity. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think, yeah, you're in what? 
five or six. I'm in six leagues plus a couple of other like, little side uh, leagues that we've just set up, like the guillotine sort of yeah, leagues. They don't really, they don't really, count. they don't really count. So they don't really count. <laughs> And then season pickups, but yeah, so six leagues. So yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll probably get into a few more next year. Um, and I'll probably get into a few less. <laughs> <laughs> twenty-three. Yeah. That's that's 20, that's aggressive. I mean, twenty-three. Getting into less than twenty-three is easier right off the bat. I mean, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> It's just all your dynasty ones are going to be the trouble, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'll keep my dynasties. It's more the just random ESPN ones you join right. on the Tuesday evening where you've got... Right, just to get some drafts, yeah. Just to yeah. get some drafting. Yeah, everywhere. true, yeah. true. But the trouble is I set up a bet with my brother-in-law as to who could get the most wins total. And we're, oh, in, wow. we're in all the leagues together. So it's not like I can even give up on these leagues. I have to continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pride thing. Yeah, yeah. At, that, at this point now, it's definitely a pride thing. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm in five. I'm in five myself this year, which is a little down from, I think I was in seven or eight last year. Yeah. I've, the most I've ever been in is about 13. 13 is a tough one. 13, 14, 15. It's, they, those are tough. Yeah. No, it's easy. 13. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're brush, brushing your teeth, you know, taking a shower. You got, you got your phone with you. You're just constantly looking at your phone. You shared with us the uh, learnings about taking a quarterback low, but in terms of, are there any tips that you've learned this season that are worth sharing to to the listeners uh, from fantasy perspective that you didn't really know coming into the season? You wanna you wanna go? I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll, yeah, yeah you take, I'll take it. I'll take it. So for me, it's you know we we always go based off our rankings, and you you know you want to draft each each of your leagues based on how high you've ranked somebody, and if they fall to you, you take them. Yada yada. yada. But the thing is, it's all about conviction. You know, we, we talk about that a lot on our, on our show is conviction. It's making sure that you take the players that are, you, you think will finish the best. That could be because of team makeup, because of their opportunity. It could be because of a lot of factors. It shouldn't just be, be because, oh, I think they're going to put up this amount of, you know, points. Um, and, you know, they've always been ranked there before. I, our experts think they should be ranked there. I think it should be based on who you think is going to finish um, in a given year in the top five, 10, whatever, 15. So it's all, my thing would be if you, for any listener out there, it's make sure that you draft with conviction. You know, that player is going to get the opportunities and is going to, you know, potentially finish as a top 10 guy. That's fair. Yeah, love it. Also take, take chances too. You know I mean? Obviously like everyone was telling me, like I had the first pick in one draft and obviously I took Todd Gurley. I just feel bad for everybody that took Len Bell. That would, be me. that would be me. <laughs> in how many leagues? Like 20? <laughs> I've got him in four. four. Oh. And the worst bit is one of them is a money league. So Oh. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. But yeah, I would, have to, I would have to definitely agree with my cousin as far as like drafting guys that you, that you want. I mean, because there's – we, we, we touch up on it like every – like the past like two seasons in – you can listen to some of some of our episodes about it, but like value versus reach, mm-hmm. you know, as far as reach it. Like if, if it's, if it's, if you think the guy's going to finish in a top 10, he's not, you know what I mean? He's it's, it's not going to be a reach then. Or it, like, it's just, it, it's, it's where you think this guy is going to finish. You know what I mean? Like it, obviously if they fall into your lap, then that's great. Right. But like an Adam Thielen this year, I mean, obviously who would have thought he would have a, the fantastic year that he's having, but like, you think Adam Thielen was going to be good? Like, draft him where you where you want to draft him. You know what I mean? Having conviction is probably the big thing that we all we actually all stress. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good one. I'd say for us, the the thing that we learned is the rule of sixteen that don't draft a player that's not going to play sixteen games, and that's there's certain one. players that you know you can't anticipate injuries for, and that, that's part of the sport. But people like Fournette, Dalvin Cook, 
these are all players that for me went far too high in drafts. They just did not have low first round, low first round, first second, or yeah. high second round grades. You on think, them. yeah, you think when McCaffrey went sort of mid second to late second, yeah. then you swap those two, and McCaffrey's, you know, you could be top five next season without, right. without um, even thinking about it. So for me, it's just knowing players have got to really study those injuries, and if, if, if they've never played sixteen games before, as they get older, the chance of them playing sixteen games is so much lower. So. Right. You know, drafting those sort of players can really hurt. So I stayed away from a lot of them this year, but got sucked into one or two, and it's going to pay a price. So sometimes, I mean, sometimes you have to. You know, sometimes you just have to take them. It's just it sucks, but it's like, <laughs> oh, this is, if Fournette goes goes down the third round, you have to gamble. Oh, you? I mean, no question, exactly. Right. But for me, it just you know, in in some draft positions, I got left without running backs because I wasn't prepared to take those players because of that, and it it will be a strategy that I think pays off in the long run, but. Yeah, it's just a, it's a bit interesting. But yeah, that brings us around nicely to the next season, I guess. Yeah. yeah so if Santa can bring you one present in 2019 draft. Yeah, Santa comes in April for the NFL, guys. What do you want to be for your teams? So, so the NFL draft, right? Yeah. So the NFL draft, well, I, I am from New York, but I'm a Cowboys fan. So being <laughs> as they don't have a first-round pick, I would love a first-round pick for the Cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, so we're gonna get a top five pick, which is wonderful. <laughs> That's what I, all I can ask for is a top five pick yet again. Um, the Jets need to rebuild completely, whether it's through free agency or the draft. So for me, a top five pick is all I'm asking for. We need to build on the offensive line, defense. Uh, they need a pass rusher. So for me, the Jets are already in prime uh, position to get a top five guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think as a, I spent the beginning of the season writing for a website about the Jets, so I think, yeah, top five pick would help you guys out tremendously. <laughs> if, so. Well, if you draft the right guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, which in the past for the Jets we've seen has, has not worked out quite too well. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> I love it. I guess for me, from a fantasy perspective, mine's Noah Fant at a tight end. Yeah. He's coming a job. He looks elite. I cannot. He looks, it. yeah, yeah. He looks like an Eric Ebron type of tight end uh, coming out of Iowa. He looks fantastic. He's a big body, great possession receiver. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a top like two guy in dynasty leagues and rookie rankings. 100%. Hopefully, he doesn't go to the Ravens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be a great prospect, and I yeah. can't wait because the tight end position's been so depleted this year. Yeah, so that's terrible. Guys, I think it's going to make it really exciting. So, I don't, um, I don't need him in Dynasty. I've got Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and George Kittle. In wow. Dynasty League, so oh, there you go. I'll let him slide, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to most about the 2019 season? I appreciate we still got the playoffs this season, but what is it about the 2019 season that you're really looking forward to? Jets, Cowboys, Fantasy, whatever. Um, for me, I mean, it's where certain people are going to sign. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, where is he going to end up? I mean, free agency is always a good one. The draft is always great, but it's just, for us, it's a continuous cycle. We, we're a whole, you know, 365 type of, uh, fantasy podcast where we're just talking uh, fantasy football and the NFL throughout the entire year. There's no uh, so, off season. Yeah. So for us, it's from Jen, you know, from the Super Bowl to April, it's about the dra- NFL draft. Super Bowl then, to Super Bowl. Yeah. And then it's, <laughs> and then from, and then from, you know, the draft till the beginning of the season, we talk rankings, you know, projections, everything you can possibly imagine. So it's for us, it's just a continuous cycle that we, we love. We actually went to the NFL draft earlier this year because yeah. it was down in uh it was down at AT and T Stadium. Yeah, we didn't Dallas. we didn't actually get inside because it's expensive as shit. <laughs> yeah. 
But we did. I mean, we were right behind. Uh, who were we right behind? We were behind like the college game day guys, like Booger McFarland, Charles Woodson. Yeah. Um, we, saw, we saw Saquon Barkley and Sam Darnold. Like we were literally like ten feet. We were on TV too. Like, so that was pretty cool. Like in the fans, you know, behind us and everything. But next year, I'm I'm interested to see like like you said like where what what happens with Kareem Hunt if right, he Kareem Hunt plays right. in the NFL again. Um, chances are he probably will because everybody they all get a freaking second chance unless your name is Colin Kaepernick. Or I'm just gonna get into that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy though. You know what I mean? It's just it just doesn't make any sense. That, like where like certain beliefs and certain things that happen, but like how you're, you know what I mean? Like how situations are handled completely different. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Whatever. What's up? Go on. I was going to say last question, I suppose, because Christmas is uh, the Christmas feast is upon us and we all need to sit down and eat some, <laughs> eat some turkey. But what are you guys doing? I mean, it's blatantly obvious to me that we need to do some sort of cross platform podcast for a longer duration with you guys. Cause I think it would be a bunch of fun and yeah. knowledge oh, definitely. for everyone. But what are you guys going to be doing for your podcast in 2019? Like a cheeky exclusive you can share with us for Christmas Day. Um, obviously reach a greater audience. And I mean, I think that's with everything, you know, we're not, we're not ESPN. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not the fantasy footballers yet. I mean, that's the goal, obviously, and we're not CBS. But reach a greater audience is obviously the number one thing, but um, they do actually have the uh, the National Fantasy Football Convention. I don't know if you guys have actually looked up on that at all. So the past couple of years, they've been trying to do it. Um, and Tony Romo was actually heavily involved in it. Um, reason I bring up Tony Romo is because last year, I think it was like the, one of the first years they actually had it. And it was down here in Fort Worth. And we completely dropped the ball. We had no idea that it was down here. And I live, I, I live in Fort Worth. <laughs> wow. So yeah, we completely missed it. So that is our one thing. We are com- we are following up on this like crazy in order to actually get to this convention, so that we can obviously get our name out there. You know what I mean? Meet people, like talk to these people, and just just basically, obviously, getting our name out there is the biggest thing as far as podcasts go. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you guys can obviously attest to that as well. You know, with yeah, your podcast. Yeah, sure. Slightly further for us to try and get to. <laughs> and I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm actually, I'm actually like, you know, you're like, I guess, like impressed that you guys are, you know what I mean? Because like, obviously, you got football over there, but then you got American football over here. That you guys are like, you know, really passionate about the NFL, and I mean, that's kudos to you guys. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I lived in the states for six years. I lived. In, oh, nice. I lived in Orlando, year two thousand, um, to just the end of 2005 so uh being in Orlando that's how I became a Tampa fan being near there and I went to UF and UCF so I, I associate Gators uh even though I do have a soft spot for the Golden Knights so it's pretty easy for me to get into football but coming back it's been amazing to see the growth with the international series and that's how you got into it really wasn't it yeah, yeah that and a Madden demo where it was either the Broncos or the Cowboys to pick from and I picked <laughs> the Broncos and that's where my allegiance so we could have been Fellow fans. <laughs> so, anyway, cheers for coming on. We're going to let you go back to sort of Christmas dinner, even though we've told everyone this film. <laughs> hey, it's all right. You know what I mean? Um, when they're listening to it, it's going to make sense. <laughs> but why don't you um, just give a, give the listeners a shout out as to where they can find you and interact because you guys are a great listen, great bunch of guys. You're related as well, aren't you? So, yeah, uh, just shout, shout the listeners where, where they awesome. can find you. 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having us on. Uh, We are the Fantasy Fam. Uh, You can find us at thefantasyfam.com. You can download our podcast on any platform for the most part. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. um, Uh, Google Play. Google Play. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at thefantasyfam. We also have an email. It's thefantasyfam at gmail.com. We love answering as many emails and questions as possible and interacting with as many people as possible. Sweet. Beautiful. Chaps. Thanks for taking time out of the day to, to come do this. Uh, we really appreciate that. And awesome. uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you guys. Yeah, you too. Christmas. Awesome, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, There's going to be some crossover apps because they're top bunch of lads. And I think we could get some decent stuff out of those. Yeah, I've been chatting to them quite a bit over Twitter. Um, they have booked a guest that we had on first. And uh, hopefully, you know, what it was, it was a really good interview. So. Um, check them out they also do baseball advice as well so they go all year round so if you're playing baseball then definitely give them a follow they're really really cool guys and just 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 really good fun no doubt about it so fantasy hits and misses for you this year Murph well well, well, you know you got any big ones it's you know what it's been a cracking cracking year for me Um, so I've normally only played traditionally in two or three years, uh, two or three leagues um, in, in sort of fantasy football. It's just with mates. I went quite a lot of years without playing because I didn't know enough people and I don't really like the idea of just playing in a generic league. And uh, started with the Epsom League and I, actually I was in one league before that, but it wasn't really enjoyable. The level of knowledge wasn't great. It wasn't a real challenge. Um, but I've been playing consistently in like two, three year, leagues a year. Uh, this year I started in five, inherited a sixth team that didn't get there on tiebreakers. But um, from the five leagues I drafted in, I made four championship games, including an all NFC South team when the rest of the league was playing just normal. Everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a real high for me. I've, I've really studied the game and the stats. And um, yeah, it's been really, really insightful. Um, the NFC South team has been a lot of fun. And we have both joined the Dynasty League run by Jack from the... Paul Brown podcast you heard from earlier um, so all eight of us uh, well there's going to be eight uh, teams in there taking a division each which I think is going to be really good fun because it eliminates the need for waivers um, because you're only allowed to pick t- players from your division and with d- the dynasty aspect the NFC South might be really strong now but three years from now it could be an absolute dumpster fire whereas um, you know the AFC North is traditionally full of quality but the AFC East is a bit weaker and it's just the, the challenges of what you've got and being able to play the best players in your division untested and without contention is, I think, leads to a lot of fun. So yeah. I like the idea of trading as well. There's no trading unless one of the players in your division gets dropped or traded either. Yeah. And then another division picks them up because then you have to drop them and the other person can pick them up. So I think that's... But what I love is, is, is take the Nick Chubb example. So Nick Chubb was obviously someone who probably didn't get drafted in a lot of leagues. Then he starts to go off when Freddie Kitchens takes over as offensive coordinator and all of a sudden he starts going off. It's amazing if that's your division and knowing that you can get that guy. I think that's pretty cool. And we've all picked divisions in which we're a fan of one of the teams. So it's not like we've just been given a random division. You know, I've taken the NFC South because I'm a Buccaneers fan. So I get to play with the Buccaneers players I really enjoy, plus uh, Saints teams and... uh, Panthers and even the Falcons so it's good fun and it's not always going to be the same result every year so I really enjoy that. Uh, first Dynasty team this year, uh, finally got into Dynasty, 
I had an absolute nightmare start, which I'll talk about. This podcast has been a huge, huge highlight, the highlight for me. Um, started week one, um, and then you kindly sort of said, well, you can come back, I guess. And uh, I've loved every minute of it, and it really sort of has allowed me to do things that I never thought I would do, which is talking to some idols and people I listen to every day, like Bobby Sylvester and, and Marcus Grant. And we've got some great guests in the new year for uh, those of you that stay tuned and I hope you do and I hope we get more listeners because some of the guests we've got lined up are really incredible and the quality is just going to continue to be really high and I know Kingy's going to come back and yeah I'm just really excited for what we've got going but I just love this podcast love doing it every week it's the highlight of my week and uh, it's been massive and the all 32 article as well I love putting that together you want to on a Monday Tuesday going through our waiver picks we write we write out the details anyway so it's not too much extra trouble so yeah, they're the they're the real fantasy highs for me. Got any lows? Yeah, a few. Uh, my Epsom League draft was terrible, <laughs> really bad. Uh, I took McCoy and Drake in like three or four leagues, and that's just absolutely killed me. The need to take a running back after going wide receiver, wide receiver, due to bad draft position, and that really, really killed me. So learned a lot from that. Recovered in a couple of those leagues, but yeah, that Epsom a couple League. <laughs> made <Yeah>. four finals. <laughs> yeah. All right, but one of them I didn't. Um, so that was really, really tough. Um, going zero and five in the dynasty league to start the season. I knew I had a good team. I was. I told everyone I was playing to win now and traded away all my first round picks for the next three years to uh, try and get the trophy early and then work to rebuild. And you know the strategy didn't look very good on paper going zero and five, but it rebounded. I worked out what I needed to do, made some corrections, and it all started to rebound so yeah I'm happy it tended to have massive positive but it was dark at 0-5 when everyone in the league especially Jack was giving me a load of lip not being competitive in the Epsom League for the second year in a row really frustrating I really want to do well in that league and I just didn't didn't really ever get into the race um, although the consolation ladder has given some hope so my playoff record in there is pretty good um, it's just the problem is I can never get into the right playoffs I did the first year and lost the final and it's I mean, last year I had all the injuries in the world. My entire squad went, and uh, this year's just not been much better. The real fantasy low was losing to Nick with MBS needing 1.8. <laughs> that really hurt. <laughs> and then having to face him afterwards. But that tweet did get picked up and was read out on Fantasy Live by Marcus Grant before we spoke. So, you know, hi-ho, silver lining. But that one really, that's going to stink for a while. And I did avenge my loss and beat him in first round of consolation playoffs of the OG League by about 45 points but you know it's those kind of losses that will forever be in my brain nice me oh mate where do I start so you know fantasy hits just hits in general the podcast it's just unreal I'm enjoying it eat breathe sleep fantasy and now to be able to do it to a larger audience is just I'm loving it so the fact you came on and agreed to do it blew my mind and you know got a good friendship out of it and yeah 100% got each other's shirts for Christmas which is just so good it's and mental isn't it I mean it's, it's given me no an impetus I can't you know I mean a high for me this year was also giving my wife gave birth to our son little Hunter that's got to be it's got to be up there alongside the podcast I suppose but you know I, it, it gave me a reason to, to be more proactive and I cleared out my mum's garage and I built us a four man purpose-built desk for the podcast and and josh and i have built a stud wall behind when we start doing video shows and it gives us something to hang the shirts on and just all of that i've I've massively enjoyed it um 
and just another another high for me was my brother-in-law Josh. I've mentioned him on the pod a lot. We we're pretty close as well, and I, I taught him about fantasy football and and to see him. You know, we we had a bet at the beginning of the season, and, and it was who could get in the most wins over the season. And, and going into week fifteen, there was only two games between us. So I enjoyed teaching him about fantasy football. I enjoyed drafting with him, and, and to see him make ten, ten, eleven championship games out of twenty two is is pretty good going. So you know, I'm proud of you for that, Josh. And you beat me in seven of them, but I'm glad it was you and not a random Joe, because at least one of us then made the finals in those leagues. So. It, that's that's good for me as well and just being there and experiencing fantasy with more people than I knew beforehand is good I mean the interviews with people in the industry are unreal because they're such nice people everybody in the industry is so nice and they're not the sort of people you can't reach out to either they're, they're, they'll talk back and, and interact with you so I've enjoyed that as well I don't do any really of the social media stuff Murph you do all of that but to be included and stuff is pretty cool too yeah, yeah I, I think we're a team on that. Okay, I might proactively send out tweets, and you know, part of my job is I network for a living, so um, I'm never afraid to ask people, and I never do it in a really uh, ridiculous way. I always do it in a very, uh, you know, I have manners and grace, and I, I approach people because I, I appreciate their time, and uh, to have the people in the industry not just sort of go, yeah, all right, I'll do it just to give a little something back, but actually, they really respect us and some of the interviews we've had from people that we didn't know, even like the fantasy fam guys, like they're so good. That is a, a genuine friendship from people that we've never met and never would have done, but we share the views of a fantasy podcast and all of a sudden we chat a few times a week and it's just, it's just nice. That's what fantasy football does. People do take it seriously and I, and I take it very seriously, but at the end of the day, I, I want to play with people I know and love and, and enjoy playing with and respect. And the opportunity to do that is just phenomenal. It is, you know, we've been lucky, um, to Very be, lucky, just to be able to do it. And we've we've taken our hobby, and all right, we don't make any money from it, but eventually, maybe one day we will. And even if it's not a lot, we both massively enjoy doing it. And it got me back into writing as well, which is good. All thirty-two.co.uk, like like Murph said. Yeah, those guys have been great. Just giving us the opportunity. They came to us and said. You guys do waivers every week. Do you want to write a waiver article? And they're just very open to us to write anything. And yeah. I've never written before. No, and, and it's good for them because with them, I'm sorry, because you don't need to be you don't need to be Shakespeare. You just put what you're thinking down on paper and put it on the website, and and stuff gets talked about, which is really good. And it's you know we do our our joint waiver article. What Murph writes one on the Bucks, and then I chip in with fantasy stuff here and there. And I, I just love writing, and I love writing about fantasy. So for me, that's a bonus. And then Lowe's. Lowe's for me I suppose has got to be missing out on the finals of so many getting to the championships and not getting to the dance on any I managed to squeak in in the OG dynasty which which was nice it was a shame you and I had to play in each other in the semi-final because yeah, you messed that up in the last week of the regular season yeah and well not just the last week of the regular season the first week of the semi-finals as well because my team had decided to take a two-week holiday to Hawaii or wherever they goddamn went because they didn't turn up but that's in the past and you know I it's nice for me because everybody I played in those semis I know and have gone on to be in the finals. And there's only one at Yahoo League I didn't know anybody in that I played, so my players didn't turn up then either. But that's part of fantasy football. That's what makes it exciting. And you, you can't go dropping positions like Merv said. What's the point? And week 15, the running back probably might have been on the waivers. Wide receiver Mike Williams was on the waivers. Tight end was on the waivers. DST was on the waivers. Kicker was on the waivers. So... People saying, well, these positions are all luck-based. It isn't. 
go do some research, look at the stats. Otherwise, we might as well drop every position, play 11 flexes, and then just go pl- play, you know, Premier League fancy football because yeah. that's exactly the same thing. Exactly that. And, I, you know, people talk about, oh, well, this position was on waivers, that position was on waivers. I, th- I think there are people that just don't appreciate those positions. You know, Kai Fairbairn, I actually picked up in a couple of leagues in the semi-final week and helped me win. In the league that was on waivers, I had Greg the Leg. There's just no need to pick up Kyrie Fairburn when you've got Greg the Leg. It's just, it's not, I didn't think he was an attractive option, but if I've got consistently the number one, number two kicker in fantasy, I'm going to stick with what I've got. I think they don't hold as much weight as other positions. And I think if you're really unhappy with kickers and DSTs or tight ends or even quarterbacks, I think for me, and Marcus Grant says this on the Fantasy Live podcast, and I couldn't agree more, I don't think there is enough of a penalty for quarterbacks. I think you can realistically take a quarterback very late in the draft. Patrick Mahomes this year is is an exception of someone who's just radically so much better than everyone else in the league from a fantasy perspective. And maybe he goes on to win the MVP. But typically, people that draft Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, Cam early can be pipped by people who draft Rivers, Roethlisberger late through the other positions. And I think there's there's not enough of a drop-off you got Josh Allen, who is consistently an RB top 10, or QB top 10. And yeah. I don't think there's enough of a penalty. And I think it, it, and that's, a league, that's, an, that's an environment I'd look to try and play with with the scoring with, as a commissioner in the league and see if we can come up with something different next year so that drafting a, a quarterback early, there's an incentive to do it. I think I, th- I agree with that completely. And I also think that people say who, you know, you can't not draft a kicker and then moan about kickers. You can't not draft the DST until the last round and then moan about DSTs. The information is out there at the beginning of the season, and it's exactly the same with tight end. I wrote a banging article on All32 about yeah. drafting a tight end early. Don't go dropping the tight end position or making it a flex position. Draft a tight end earlier, because running backs and wide receivers will turn up throughout the season on the waivers. You can grab them and win championships with it. People have done it this year, but the amount of tight ends... All right, maybe week 15 has scuppered that, but the amount of top tight ends on championship teams is probably quite a high percentage, I would have a guess at. Yeah, definitely. And I think, again, if you aren't happy with a position, talk to your commissioner. So if you if you think the kicker position is irrelevant, do you know what it is? You don't have your point system right. Why don't you make the penalties so much higher? Make a extra point minus two or minus three. Miss. Yeah, an extra point miss, that's what I mean. Um... I would say there should be a penalty for every field goal missed unless it's 50 yards or above. And I don't think you should be penalised if at the end of the game you're randomly trying a 60-yard field goal because the team are desperate and there's nothing else they can do or whatever happens. And those situations happen and I think for you to be penalised because your kicker's been brought out to do a 60-yard field goal knowing that the percentage of him making that is under 10%, then I don't think you should be penalised for it. Nor do I think you should be hugely over-rewarded for it. Sometimes there's too much compensation but then if you find the balance of saying well every extra point is half a point or one point and then maybe yeah maybe half a point something like that so it's not making a huge influence and then the longer field goals you tack on so 50 yard field goals are worth plus four or something like that and you work out a way that actually drafting your Justin Tucker's and you know, your Mike Bagley's this season has been incredible since he's kicked and having those teams that score more on an offense and a kicker given more opportunities to kick 
you're being rewarded for drafting those kickers. Because if it's just a case of, well, a kicker gets somewhere between five and nine points every week and it doesn't make any difference. We just saw Kyrie Fairbairn score 22 points and knock out so many teams in the playoff. He outscored Patrick Mahomes. And people will say that's ridiculous. But why is it? Why should you take a kicker? For instance, in my dynasty league, I took a kicker second to last round. Uh, I don't even know who I took now, just because I took who was available. Probably, I think Matt Prater, maybe someone like that. And I took John Ross the round before him. Now, John Ross could have been boom in the Bengals, but he wasn't. Yeah. And I picked up Harrison Butker off the waivers. Somebody dropped him when the Chiefs went on by. That was week eleven or twelve. But I picked him up because they dropped him. Why? Why not draft a kicker in round twelve? And 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 if he gets you ten, twelve points a season, then a game, sorry, then that's a bonus over a possible boom candidate like John Ross. I think massively, I, and I think that's the thing. And you can add new layers of strategy to this. And I think that's the whole thing. What you don't want is your fantasy draft to be predictable. Oh well, we know round one is going to be mostly running backs, except for the elite wide receivers. Round two is going to be again running backs or the rest of the elite wide receivers and then you get to round three and round three is maybe a couple of tight ends but mostly it's going to be run, uh, wide receivers round four running backs wide receivers round five you might introduce some more tight ends but ultimately it will be wide receivers and running backs and eventually what will happen is you'll start getting course backs in the seven four eight round and then they'll start to go and then your kickers will be 15 and dst will be 16 and everyone's then all fishing for the same players that's dull. You're you're then about then for me luck becomes a bigger part of it than skill because if you're fishing in the same pond for the same players at the same pick round, it is who stays healthy. And there is some strategy that will definitely help. And if you do the research, you'll get a bump. But actually, what about the statistics where do you know what we've made the kicker position so the drop off between the fifth kicker and the ninth kicker is huge. Therefore, I better get a top five kicker this season with tight ends. I've got to get a tight end in the first two, three rounds because if not, there's no point because I'm going to already be conceding ten points to that position. That that it's that kind of increasing the productivity of brilliant quarterbacks. So the top six, seven elite quarterbacks are that much better than everybody else. And then it's about picking your positions and where to get them. Then you, that's where the, the strategy and the fun of the game comes and the key is drafting well. Whereas I think right now, looking at my season, four championships, I don't think many of my drafts were that great. The Listener League one was. I drafted really well in that. I got some really good picks drafting late. But there were some drafts I picked. Very average players, but ruled the wire. It's all about the wire. Yeah. Uh, You don't win at the draft. The fantasy footballers say that. But you can lose at the draft. You can lose at the draft. And I lost in the OG League draft because I drafted a tight end at the end of the third and fourth rounds. I drafted Ertz and Gronk thinking I could play them in my tight end and flex and get the points. Gronk didn't go off and I traded Ertz for running back because I realised I actually didn't have a single running back that was worth his salt. So it is... But we'll get into that in the off-season. We're going to do a load on the draft and where to draft people and... There's going to be a lot more through. And, and please give us your thoughts. And if you want to debate this position with us, that's fine. And if you're thinking, actually, I, I get what you take and, and on board and I want to have a position and make it more exciting and, and have a bit more of a competitive draft, talk to us and we'll come up with some ideas. And we'll try, we'll try out some models and we'll try out some point scales. And um, let's look at ways to make these positions exciting because it's only points. That's the only thing. And that can be altered. So let's find a system or a couple of systems where you can make those positions worthwhile. No, defo. Love that. 
So it's time to introduce our third guest. We talked about him a, a lot in that last segment, and it's the boys from All32. There's a lot of voices in this one, guys. I think there were six of us bouncing around at yeah. one point, so there might be some talking over, but it was good fun. Let's get into that. Right, Rush Nation, it's time to introduce you to all32.co.uk, and let me tell you, there is a lot of them. Rob, Dylan, <laughs> Lee, and Chris, how you doing, boys? Yeah, we're good. All good. good. All good. good. Good stuff, good stuff. So, thanks for jumping on our Christmas Day special. We really appreciate it. I hope you've all had your fill of turkey. <laughs> stuffed. <laughs> Absolutely uh, stuffed. Yeah, uh, yeah. For full disclosure, like all the other ones, we are recording this uh, several weeks before Christmas because no one really wants to do a podcast on Christmas Day. And with all the playoffs and end of the season, yeah, everyone's quite busy. We're conscious of people's time, so we want to get this done early. So, Thanks for jumping on. We are big fans and obviously we write for you guys. So uh, we wanted to get you on to share uh, what you guys do and get your takes because I find some of the articles you guys write really fascinating on the site. No, it's good. Thanks for, thanks for having us on. Obviously, we, uh, we love your pod and we love the content you're providing for the site. It's always um, it's great. I've it's, uh, picked up two or three of the last uh, few free agent pickups that you've suggested and they've helped me win in weeks. So it's always good. Nice. If only they helped us. Yeah. <laughs> we should follow up with <laughs> So tell the listeners, guys, what, what, what you're all about and your Twitter handle and just shout yourselves out and, and let Rush Nation who you are. So All32 is primarily a blog. We have also got a podcast. Uh, we like to provide the fans a voice. So uh, really, All32 came about because I just got fed up of listening to Neil Reynolds on Sky Sports and everyone being very politically correct. So decided, why not let people be biased? Come right and just be who you want to be. Um, and then we eventually transitioned into a podcast and we're getting more and more articles every day. So it's, um, it's great, really. It's going well. Yeah, it's been really good to watch it watch it grow. And I love the podcast because you take a couple of the articles and you, you debate them. And I, I really like that because you give your opinions. And it's almost like... Um, for that segment of the pod, it's almost like a talk show, and I really like it because the battle for. So, if uh, if our listeners haven't heard it yet, then definitely uh, give it a plug. You're finally on the iTunes, aren't you? Finally, yeah. That last that took about two weeks, but that's <laughs> 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 good. But yeah, the whole idea between discussing the articles is because at the end of the day, we we're nothing without people writing them, and if they're writing them, we want to discuss them because they're obviously taking time out to do it. So, yeah, for sure, love that. So, talk us through. Fellas, uh, the 2018 season so far, I know you all support different teams, so give a little shout out to who you support, but talk us through maybe some of the highlights, lowlights of either your teams or just the league in, in general. I'll lead off, uh, as usual. Um, <laughs> the Browns, Baker Mayfield, the highlight. I think it goes without saying, he's been absolutely revelation, even in defeat. So this is just after the Texan defeat, he's been showing his leadership skills still. And looks like he might be the saviour at long last. Uh, the low lights was obviously the start under Hugh Jackson where you're just counting games which were lost because of poor coaching, really. Um, Sean, I don't know if you want to follow because you're also a Browns fan. Yeah, and obviously concur on the, the Baker Mayfield situation. Great to finally have what appears to be the answer at quarterback after many a long year of suffering. Uh, highlights and lowlights for me probably go a bit more league-wide. I think individual highlight Chiefs and Rams Monday night football uh, sensational game! Anyone that hasn't seen it, get you know, get yourself onto Game Pass and rewatch that game. And an absolutely incredible offensive explosion. 
Uh, and the low light for me, possibly a bit of a spoiler to our podcast next week, is the Oakland Raiders. For me, a complete disaster that's going on there. I know we've got someone uh, who thinks otherwise. So, Lee, I'll hand over to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this should be an interesting debate next week on um, on the Raiders and their situation. Um, I think I'm in the minority, but um, I'm, I'm along. With you, Lee. I'm with you, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. good. I mean, I think it's a debate that we could have for hours. And the beauty of it is, we won't know if we're right until two years' time, anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Being a Tampa fan, you know, I've seen John Gruden and how he worked. I do worry whether he's the right person to pick talent. But having said that, you know, what he can do with his contacts and his knowledge, you will pick up veteran players that will fill in the holes. And he will take a ragtag bunch of players who you don't think can do much and and take them very far. He's got a good track record in his career, albeit 10, 15 years ago. But people, when Brad Johnson was picked up by the Buccaneers, no one ever believed Brad Johnson could win a Super Bowl. And yet he did. It is what it is. But Brad Johnson was effectively the Blake Bortles of his generation. It's bad. Hmm. And and they had a great defence. I mean, that defence was was brilliant. Anyone who gets a chance to watch the the Tampa Super Bowl win, just watching Derek Derek Brooks play is incredible. But I do honest, I think it's easy to look in the short term and see, oh, Khalil Max walked out the door. You know, they've, they've shipped him out and he's doing well in Chicago. But I just question, you know, he probably hurts the Raiders short term by winning games. I don't know if that's the, the grand plan, but yeah. I, I think it's a great price you got for him. I think uh, Amari Cooper as well. Okay, yeah, he's lit it up in, in Dallas, but he's not a first-round player um, now as to draft <laughs> them in the first round. I think you've you, you've done well with the picks. It's, it's what you do with them. And if you continue to do almost what the Browns have done, stash that talent, pick up those draft picks, and continue to build a new roster, in, you know, when you launch in, in Las Vegas... I think it could be an exciting team, but it is the speculative unknown and that's why people don't like it. Yeah, mm. got to agree. So, good. Quick prediction on the Super Bowl. Still a few weeks away till February, so who do you think is going to appear in the in the Super Bowl? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, Super Bowl for me. Um, I'd love to see uh, the Chiefs and the Rams again. Uh, contrary to what Sean said, that that game was just an amazing game of football. And to fans that have never watched NFL... I'd point them towards that game and tell them to watch that to get a, a proper understanding of the game and how an offence works and what a quarterback is and everything like that. I just think if I could see that all over again, but on a big stage, that would be amazing. Yeah. I do worry whether or not it would be replicated to that level. Um, I've got flashes of the Patriots and the Giants um, <laughs> about seven, eight years ago when um, they played in the last game of the regular season and the Giants narrowly lost and then they got into the Super Bowl and it was a very defensive game. It was nothing like the first. So it'd be interesting to see if they do get there and they play a similar game. I would, like to, <laughs> I would like to see the Panthers there, but I, I, don't think, I don't think that's going to happen this season for definite. <laughs> no, I don't think after this weekend's, uh, this weekend's loss, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so let's, let's talk some fantasy guys because we are a fantasy podcast. Um, how many leagues are you all in and do you play together? I take it that's probably yes. Uh, so no, we don't actually. Um, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so we should. We probably will next season. I'm in two leagues. I've made the playoffs in both. One's a dynasty and one's just a regular start all over again every season league. So charging towards the playoffs and we'll see what happens. Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also just in the one league. Uh, again, regular 
um, draft every year type of um, scenario. I also in the playoffs now, first round by 11 and 2 on the year, so really chuffed with how that's gone this year. Um, thanks to your guys' advice for the last few weeks, that's helped out tremendously. Um, also, quite. I think Chris likes buys. Oh, what's the point in a week 14 buy in fantasy? I agree. Completely agree. <laughs> Not my league. Um, I quite like playing the weekly fantasy as well, quite, quite into DraftKings. So we're trying to sort of get a bit of a regular game going on our site, which would be, you know, great to get people involved. And you know, we've potentially got some sneaky plans for a, a little bit of uh, fantasy football competition next year between our two sites. So fingers crossed yeah. we can get that to reality. Yeah, so just a quick behind the curtain there for our listeners. We, Sean and I, have been discussing a potential sort of Ryder Cup format for fantasy football so playing the four of them and the four on our pod if we can find nick who got lost skiing or in japan or and sparky who's still doing his left bell impression so if we can pull them together we're going to come up with a format that's going to be rider cup style which we'll update through uh, our channels and uh, yeah. and share it's going to be something completely unique we'll get a trophy done and uh, well I mean worst case we'll just drag a couple of the guys in from one of our leagues who are pretty hardcore fancy fans and and we can we'll get a four ball together for this Ryder Cup don't you worry I, yeah. I don't even have a fantasy team how bad's that <laughs> <laughs> Rob you will soon Rob <laughs> I don't understand it but Sean is talking me into it and I've seen some of your guys articles and it does it He's starting to take my fancy quite a lot now. Oh, well, you're in the right place, Rob. We'll sort you straight, don't worry. Yeah, we're, we're going to do in the, in the off-season, we're going to do some introductions to fantasy with some rankings and sort of how it works and, and, and those sort of things. So you can just subscribe and, uh, and, and yeah, pick up the tips from there and always shout us out for any questions and we'll, we'll be up and running and answer any. I'm not taking your guys' answers because we're against you next year. Not a prayer. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, you know, we provide for the wider audience and, and what we tell you will be completely different from our Ryder Cup knowledge. That, 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 that's exactly it. <laughs> I'll believe you. <laughs> so what, what from this season, fantasy-wise, have you sort of learned? What's what sort of gone well, not gone well? And sort of any tips for, for next season from some of the learnings that you've had this season? Rookie running backs, big on them. Draft them all. all yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I got Chubb, Lindsay and Barkley and... I've just not been let down. <laughs> that is dreamy. Yeah. I must warn you, next season's class isn't quite as good as this year's. No. <laughs> but if you want to go to that, I'm happy with that advice. Don't, don't ruin Christmas Day for everyone. Sorry. <laughs> this kid's crying. Yeah. Any other sort of learnings from this season, rookie running backs? What about you, Sean Lee? Hello. Yeah, I, I, I was lucky enough to pick up Todd Gurley again, the same as last year. Um, because I am terrible at fantasy football, he's saved me on a number of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is Todd Gurley is uh, idiot-proof. No, he's, yeah, pretty much. He's, he's cheat code. He's straight up cheat code. <laughs> you know what we should do for next season? Bring Jeff Fisher back? No. <laughs> See what I, don't think, I don't think I'd even trust him to run my fantasy team. <laughs> what do you mean? You'll finish seven and seven. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's better than I am now. <laughs> Love that. So, guys, moving on. Sort of one of the last questions. If Santa can bring you one present for your team in the 2019 draft, what would you like it to be? Oh, I'll go first again. Um, if we're talking real life, the yeah, Browns need up. a tackle badly. The Browns desperately need a tackle to protect Baker, even though he's not been sacked that much. No, I agree. I'll jump in on this one. Uh, Panthers-wise, I think we need a new head coach. <laughs> in the draft? Um, 
get from the draft, we will get a head coach from the draft. I completely misheard that question. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have a name that you want? Draft, dra- draft-wise, quarterback. I think Cam Newton's time is up now for us. I've been thinking it for a while. Uh, some of the comments he's been making in the in the press conference and things, he's sort of talking himself into his own fate and in towards the end of his own career. I just think it's a matter of time before himself and uh, Rivera move on. So, yeah, a new quarterback that's got the skills to prove himself, definitely. That's a hot take, but I'm on board. That's fire. I'm with you. I, I I don't like Cam. I never have. I I don't like what he represents. I think some of the comments he makes is ridiculous. So I'm with you. I agree completely. He's my he's our quarterback, but I think his attitude is it's not an attitude um, to to really like or engage with, to be honest. And that's why I think he loses the players sometimes. I I agree. I do you know what I I picked this out on the pod last week or the week before. I talked about Cam Newton where Christian McCaffrey got all 75 of the yards on the drive, literally every single one of them. And Christian McCaffrey's gone the end zone, he celebrates, and then Cam's just running around doing his Superman thing. I'm like, you've done nothing on this drive. Christian McCaffrey did absolutely everything and he's celebrating it like it was all him. And I hated that. And that is Cam Newton all over. Exactly. Um, Apparently it came out that Newton were telling uh, McCaffrey to go and sit down and stop the drive. He was like, no, I can take it from here. I can take it from here. But McCaffrey was like, nope, I'm having this one. (laughs) I've got this far. That's good. Rob might be biased because he's got a McCaffrey tattoo on his chest though. So we have to Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I love this story. I heard this on on the first pod you did. Can you share it for our listeners? Because it's absolutely brilliant. Basically, I was watching the draft. Um, we drafted McCaffrey. Uh, he came up on the screen in college uniform. Never seen college tape. Never saw any moves or anything like that. Uh, text my tattooist and then rung him. I was like, look, get me in for a Christian McCaffrey tattoo tomorrow. He said, who? And I said, just, just, just roll with it. 24 hours later, I'm bandaged up all across my chest. I've got Christian McCaffrey tattoo. And it's above my heart, which my girlfriend isn't happy about. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> I will share this on Twitter later. I, can, I, will, I promise I will share this. And I thought you were joking. And, I was, <laughs> and then I was like, he's not. He's not actually joking. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Well, well. If this guy moves teams, I am in trouble with a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope he's five and done. Exactly. Uh, so last question, fellas. People want to get back to their uh, their Christmas turkey and, and time with their loved ones and opening presents and, and everything. So um, you guys are obviously quite new and we've been in on the ground floor, which we're really happy about. Can you share with us, either about the podcast or the website itself, a little sneaky exclusive for 2019 and what the plans are for, for the four of you? Uh, we will have uh, some competitions going eventually when we uh, sort them out. We're still sort of in the planning stage for them. But that's the big plan for 2019, get more competitions going and hopefully just keep on driving, using traction up. Nothing exciting, really. I think that's pretty exciting. Any, anything, any forward progression is progression. So, yeah, just keep grinding and if you build it, they will come. I mean, yeah. yeah. The more I, people I submit same. articles, there's just, we just want people to submit the thoughts, the feelings, what they thought happened in their team's game because it gives a platform for them to talk to other fans and then it just we can then discuss it and everyone can join in. It's just a big party. Yeah. And I just want to echo this is that I've, you know, I started writing a Buccaneers column for you guys. I'd never written anywhere before. And I just love the opportunity to talk about what I love and it's a real passion. So I know some of our listeners might have an absolute passion for one of their teams or just um, anything about NFL. And it's just an opportunity for me. And I guess from you guys to say that 
you don't have to have experience. This isn't looking for the most perfectly published article. It's more the content itself. Am, am I right in that? Exactly that. Before I even set up the site, I had never written a like article or anything like it before. I just went, you know what? I'm fed up with Hugh Jackson. I'm just going to create a site and write about it. And then Sean decided to join. Sean decided to write a, a post supporting Hugh Jackson. And then from there on, we've just kept on getting more and more people. Weirdly, he's now co-host of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, look, fellas, it's been an absolute hoot. Um, go enjoy the rest of your Christmas days. And we'd love to obviously get you on in a longer segment, do a crossover pod, maybe come on yours as well. And we can Definitely. share knowledge and then we'll get this Ryder Cup idea off the ground in 2019. Definitely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, people. Merry Christmas, boys. Take Merry care. Merry Christmas, guys. All uh, the best, fellas. Cheers. 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 That was a hurricane of voices. <laughs> it was good, though. Enjoyed it. Massive fun with those boys. And Murph's been on again since. Enjoyed that. I couldn't make it. My mum had ordered pizza, so thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let's do a draft now, Murph. Let's do some Xmas Day, Christmas Day food. We're gonna have, The format is one meat, one potato, two veg, three sides, which is the equivalent to the flex, one dessert, eight rounds, Seeing as you got me a Christmas present, you can have the first overall pick. Oh, the pressure's on. Where do you go? It's just... I know where I'm going already. Oh, see, that's what I think. I've got to kind of block... I've got to think about what you'll go for. I think, for me, the most Christmassy thing, and I said this to Bobby Sylvester, the most Christmassy thing in the world, to me, is pigs in blankets. Oh. And I think you would go there first. No, I wouldn't. So I think, I do think you know you, what? I I've, think... I've got to take pigs in blankets off the board, because... For me, if there's no pigs and blankets, it's not Christmas. No, that's a good one. I was going to take them second if you didn't take them first. I had a feeling you were going to go roast potatoes. Yeah. No roast is perfect without a roast potato. So I'm taking roast potatoes first and I'm on the turn. So I'm then taking roast parsnips because they are the king of their roast Ooh, vegetables. Very good. Yeah, we talked about this one the other day. That's very nice. That is, uh, that's perfectly put a spanner in the works. So I'm going to have to... You know, I don't need to pick the potato now because it's very obvious what I'm going to take. So that's going to be my last pick. It's not Christmas dinner without turkey. It's not everyone's most favourite meat, the most exciting meat. But um, I think for me, you've got to. If it, 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 it's not a Christmas dinner unless it's turkey. Um, if people are struggling with it being dry, get a turkey crown. It's so much better. Um, but definitely turkey wrapped in bacon. I think I'm going to take that one off the boards and leave you with the alternative. And then I'm going to have to take roast carrots because. You've already got parsnips. For me, the two go together, and I think you would have to take the carrots as well. But nice little honey glazed roast carrots. Oh, I'm taking them off the board. Stop it. Oh, I'm back on the clock. I need a side. I need two sides in this, I think. I don't need a meat. Murph's taken his meat, and I wouldn't have taken turkey anyway. It isn't Christmas without it, but I think there's better meats out there, and turkey always bloody turns up. Oh, <laughs> it's, not that it's, not, it's not Christmas dinner, so I'm going to win this on default. No, you're not. No, no, I disagree. I've got roast tatties. For my sides, I'm taking Brussels sprouts with pancetta and oh, walnuts. Oh, I've got that on the list. That's nice. Yep. Good. And then for oh, another side, what do I want here? The condiments count as sides? Like, yeah, definitely. Oh. I've, I've got a sauce in here. Okay. I'm not going to go sauce. What am I going to take? When do I take a dessert? Is that the tight end? Is that the tight end? <laughs> Is there more than one dessert? Interesting. I need another side. What do I have? I can't have pigs in blankets. I'm going to take another vegetable here, actually. I'm going to take red cabbage and a red wine jus. Okay. So you've gone three veg. You're going to play an extra veg in the old flex position. I like that. Have I? Yeah. What have I gone? Parsnip, sprouts and... Red cabbage. Oh, yeah, I have them. So you're stocking with veg. 
Healthy. I like that. Okay. It's not Christmas without stuffing. Oh, damn it. How did I miss that? <laughs> oh. So We should have done this after dinner. I've been much more uh, prepared. See, it's all about the prep. This is the difference. I've got a list here. I've got them all ranked. Um, and stuffing was a bit further down the board, but I actually thought, you know what, I better, I better pop in there now and, and take it because I think you would have remembered and eventually gone for it. So um, I'm very happy to take stuffing uh, off the board. And then this is a controversial choice. That's all right. Make it. For me, do you know what else screams? So I've talked about what is, I like very traditional Christmas dinner. So, sprout, I'm gutted I've not got sprouts. They, they're not my absolute favourite pancetta, but that is Christmas. Pigs and blankets is Christmas. Turkey is Christmas. Everything I've gone for is Christmas. This is going to have to go with it. And no, it is not the Christmas pudding. Do you know why? Because we're not in the 1950s, so you can have your Christmas pudding with your 50p in it. I am going for the Christmas Yule Log. Oh, good one. The Christmas Yule Log is Christmas. You don't get any other time. It's, what, it's called the Xmas Yule Log. It's brilliant. So I'm taking the Christmas Yule Log off the board with my stuffing, with my turkey, with my roast carrots, and with my pigs in blankets. Thank you, sir. I um, have one Christmas. No, disagree. I don't even know where I'm at. Where am I? How many picks have I got? I need a dessert. You need dessert, a meat. And two flicks? Uh, or one well, you've got one. F- uh, I think I need two. Yeah. All right. Can I play Four a dessert in the flex? Yeah, so you want to take two desserts, go for it. And is brandy cream counted as a flex? Well, no, that will go with whatever you're having it with. Right, okay. I am going to take my meat. So I am going to take roast venison as my meat. Wow, really? That feels... Okay, I like venison. Yeah, I'm ju- I just thought maybe something different. And then from my other side, I'm going to take a side of gammon. Ooh. Controversial, I know it's a meat, but if you only have a little bit, it counts as a side. <laughs> right. You're loading up on the meat. Fine. It's not a bad strategy. I, I quite like that strategy, to be honest. Now, I am going to go and look at what I've got left. So I need a potato. That can go last. I'm not worried about that. Um, I need a veg. Pretty safe with what I'm going to go there. So I'll probably leave that. So I need a dessert. And I need another uh, side to go with my pigs in blanket and my stuffing. Now... I'm assuming gravy is just standard, right? Like, every meal's got to have gravy. Well, not every meal. I wouldn't put it with my salad. No, no, no. But, but yeah, we're yeah. roasting. Like, I'm not going to have to take a gravy and then you don't get a gravy. Like, I think that's ridiculous. So, for me, what really makes Christmas, and I, I, to be honest, before I met my wife, didn't even really know this was a thing. Bread sauce. Oh, yeah. My family love it. I hate it. Oh, but... I absolutely love bread sauce. It's just warming. It's just really, really good winter sauce. If you've never had it before, definitely don't buy a sachet it doesn't it, it, it pales in comparison get get your mum or your grandma to, to make you a proper <laughs> bread sauce it is the nuts my mother-in-law makes a great bread sauce so I am going to take that with me with my very traditional Christmas dinner you've got two picks left Murph well I've got one yeah well I've got one then you go two and then I go two so I'm going to end this oh you only get one at the end oh okay one at the end sorry so I have got you've got a potato and a side and a veg no. no, I've still got one veg. I've only taken one. I've only taken roast carrots. Yeah, but you, you're the last pick of the last round, so you get one pick. Yeah. So there's two rounds left. You're picking at the start of the second to last round. Oh, let's see. So I pick my. Oh yeah, I pick my sides and I've picked my. So you've got Sorry. a potato. This is poor and a veg. Yeah. It's not. It's fun. It's Christmas. Everyone's probably smashed by now. Well, then I'm going to take. I'm going to take peas. 
I know it's pretty safe, but I can't remember ever having a roast and not having peas on it. Again, I'm building a very traditional, awesome Christmas dinner that cannot be beaten. So, peas, you come with me. I think I might have one that you might have forgotten. I don't know whether you have it with your Christmas, but I had one in the pub. I had a roast in the pub on Sunday, and it came with the biggest one of these I've ever seen. I need a side and a dessert. So for my final side in the flex, I'm taking the largest Yorkshire pudding you've ever seen. Not with Christmas. You got comes, it wrong. No, I haven't. It comes with a roast. I love Yorkshire puddings, but it's not Christmas. Okay. But yeah, fine. And then, well, I couldn't think of anything else decent because you have everything. So yeah. as soon as you won Christmas. And then for my dessert, I'm taking mince pie and brandy cream. I hate mince pies. They're an absolute waste. An abomination. Very Christmassy, traditional, fine, but I don't get it. It's fine. Last pick. Come on. Well, I can't have roast potatoes, so it's going to be mashed potato. Yes, it's the only part of my meal I don't really think goes, but hey, you can salvage it. You can make it really nice, add some spice to it. Um, And then a drink, because we've not talked about drinks. I think we have to have a drink. I'm going to go with a very traditional... Uh, Christmas winter ale, something with a bit of kick, late fives, high sixes, ABV, uh, good old fashioned Christmas ale or Christmas stout, a little bit of spice in there, and then I will finish off with a nice little short, but that will not go with my lunch. So for drink, I'm taking mulled wine. It wouldn't be Christmas for me without mulled wine. Yeah. And then if you d- just want red wine, leave it to go cold. <laughs> so recap, recap your meal, your weird oh. alternative meal. So I've got. Roast venison and gammon, roast potatoes, roast parsnips, Brussels sprouts with pancetta and walnuts, mince pies with brandy cream, mulled wine. I've missed some stuff. I know I have. I haven't written it down. Oh, that's poor form. Yeah. Yorkshire puddings. Yeah. Cabbage. Red cabbage. Red cabbage. That's me done. I have gone for very traditional turkey. Not so traditional, but I guess it's served in some places mashed potato. Uh, roast carrots and peas, uh, pigs in blankets, bread sauce, stuffing, Christmas Yule log. I'll probably nick some of your brandy bar because I do quite like it. That's, that's all right. And a nice little Christmas ale to go along with that. I give you your perfect traditional Christmas dinner. I've got almost all my top choices except the potatoes. Bosh, thank you very much. And here at Rush, you know, we, we always say you don't win at the draft, so I'm going to take the championship at the end of Christmas. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Now, Rush Nation, it's the time everybody is waiting for. You're all full after your dinners, and it's time to open some presents. And here at Five Yard Rush, we're giving away the signed Andrew Sandejo shirt. Now, there's the secret hashtag. Murph, would you like to drop this, or shall I? I think you should. You were the one that organised this and got it sorted, so I don't want to steal the big moment. I think you should do it. So... We had a, a conflab with a spider chart coming up and stuff that we could use as hashtag that wouldn't be guessable. We went into a mood room and it was got into the old uh, ad agency sort of vibes and put on fake glasses and everything. It was it was great. So we came up with hashtag Sandejo Ho Ho. Now I'm going to spell that for you because if you spell it wrong, you're not getting in. And it is the hashtag symbol, obviously. S E N. D E J O H O H O. So that is S E N D E J O H O H O. Hashtag Sunday Ho Ho Ho. I love that. Sunday Ho Ho Ho. It's a tongue twister. But it's out there. Don't forget, you've got to be in before end of play Boxing Day. 
We will tweet out a winner on the 27th of December. So I think to help with this, if you could, I will send out the usual tweet to say that the episode is up. If you could reply to that with the hashtag. Oh, that... on, that's controversial. Okay. Because then other people can see the hashtag without listening to the episode. That's a very good point. I think you need to DM us with the hashtag. Either DM us or write a tweet. with Because then they won't know necessarily what it's to. So they can write a tweet. I can run a search for Alder Sendejo. Ho, ho, yeah, right. So either DM us or write us a tweet, but not mentioning the Christmas present. But hashtag... otherwise, you reduce your own chances. That's very true. Yeah. So there you go. Hashtag Sendejo ho ho. Although if you do want to do that, and then we end up getting more listeners as a result, that's also fine. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> someone will win it. <laughs> yeah, we will come up with something on the twenty seventh. We'll do a hat draw. We'll work something out. I don't know how it's going to work because I'm still going to be at the in laws, but we'll. We'll figure something whether Chris just does it over a video, records himself doing it, or whatever. We'll work something out, but it will let you know on the 27th. We will tweet it out, and we will maybe we get on a Skype call, maybe we do something. I don't know. We'll work out. But on the 27th, at some point, we are going to notify the winner um, of this, and what we will also do is then share out the video drawing as well, so everybody knows. Oh, that was a mouthful. Not only our draft, but the Sunday ho ho ho. I'm really hungry now. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's move on to our fourth guest. It's the boys from Ice the Kicker. We went... Oh, no, it's just one of them. It's just Charlie. Yeah, so it's just Charlie. Charlie. Tom was uh, really busy when we did this, but Charlie was kind enough to, to step on. Um, Charlie is, again, someone I've chatted to and met through through just doing podcasts, and we share some experience and questions and, and knowledge and facts. And just a really, really cool down-to-earth guy. Tom is also incredible, um, but not really had the chance to, to talk to him as much. But listen, they're absolutely brilliant guys. Their podcast is more of a summary, but they get some absolutely great guests. It's a really good podcast. I really look forward to it. It comes out on Tuesdays. I'm a big fan of what they do, and I think their symbol, their audio, everything is really, really cool, and they just got really good chemistry. So give the guys a follow and a listen. I really enjoy their podcast. And do you know what? They're just all around sterling top chaps. Right, guys, another festive Christmas present for you all. It's Ice the Kicker podcast. It's Charlie and Tom. Charlie, Tom isn't with you, but how are you doing? I'm doing very well, guys. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, guys. Yeah, not, not the greatest of weekends, personally, for me in fantasy and Green Bay Packers. But apart from that, doing good. Yeah, I was going to say, so pulling the curtain back, uh, we do record these in advance. Um, so this has just come off the back of week 13, where Mike McCarthy has got fired. And Charlie, being a long-time Green Bay Packer fan, is... Uh, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Are you happy, not happy with the decision? Or is it more the timing that's upset you? Um, it's a difficult, really, one, guys. Uh, I think we, after 13 seasons with Mick McCarthy, we, we have sort of stagnated somewhat. We need a, something to galvanise the team. I spoke about this earlier. We need to energise the team, something to spark us. It, it really had run its course, but... I'm something of a sentimental man, really, which I let emotions get me attached. And he will always be the coach that, uh, that I first connected with with the Green Bay Packers. As I said, he's been there 13 years and he brought us a Super Bowl. And it's why when you support a team, that's the end goal, isn't it? That's the be-all and end-all. So it's very hard for me to see him in a bad light. And this whole hatred almost that he's got and people want him to go and people now saying, oh, like the brand say they wouldn't have him. I find that like, ridiculous because he hasn't even they can't win games the brands and now they don't want a Super Bowl head coach so I, I'm not really on that page I, I, I really feel for the man but change was needed but firing him with four games to go especially as a franchise we've never done that in our history so I'm not 
too overjoyed about that, but it is what it is. No, and I guess that segues nicely into talking about this season because it's been, well, head coach has lost his job, so the clue is it's probably not been uh, a great yeah. season. But, I mean, have there been any major sort of highlights for you or has it been all pretty pretty dour for you as a, as a season so far? And then outside of Green Bay, do you have any sort of real highlights or standouts for you this, this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm someone probably that does try to always look at the positive. I mean, look, there's 32 teams. To win that Super Bowl, to get in that playoffs is really difficult. And we're in a really hard division, the NFC North. I think it's, it's actually one of the hardest divisions. But outside of that, I think we have had some positive moments. Moments, excuse me. I think Devontae Adams is just, I think he doesn't get enough spotlight. I do believe he's a top five wide receiver in the league. I think he's absolutely superb. His yards and his touchdowns can speak to that, as I'm sure you fantasy guys know. And I think we really hit on a draft this year. Jair Alexander, I think he's been absolutely incredible. People talk about uh, Denzel Ward and Derwin James, but Jair Alexander has just been, just has been up there. He's been fantastic. So if th- these guys can take that second-year leap, as we hear about in the NFL, and, and uh, our other guys can too, then hopefully this will be uh, an off year and it won't be a continuing theme and we can uh, get a little bit better. And outside of Green Bay, I think it's just been a brilliant year. We've heard so many like sort of feel-good stories, I like to say, with the James Connors coming through, Nick Mullins at the 49ers, so many of them stories. We've had so many shocks. No one expected Gruden to go into the Raiders, Khalil Mack to be traded, them to be so poor, and the Chargers, you know, I love them. They're always there or thereabouts, and they've had to do it with that. Bosa, Melvin Gordon's gone down, so there's always so much to talk, and there's Scott Hansen says, as we get into the witching hour, every game goes to the wire. And I love it. So you can never call it on any given Sunday. So I do really enjoy it, not just from one team's perspective, but all of them, really. I think you're, you're right. It's been a really entertaining season and there's a lot more to come. And as a, the playoffs and everything, I'm, you know, I'm valuable and we know who's playing who. And yeah, it's man. going to be really, really exciting. Do you have a, a Super Bowl prediction uh, at this stage as to who you think is going to be playing it out for the big prize in February? Uh, it's difficult. I mean, you know, as I talk to you two guys and you say you're a Buccaneers fan and Broncos fan, we have to, we have to look at these playoffs and, and a Green Bay fan. We have to look at these playoffs and sort of get attached to the team because our three teams probably won't be there. And I say probably because the Broncos do have an outside chance. And maybe the Bucs do a little bit, but if we're going <laughs> on stats, probably not. But um, I do get attached. I mean... I'm going to go out there. I would have said, really, in the NFC, it comes down to who gets that first seed because they all want to play at home the whole way through. And if the Rams get that first seed, I'd probably have to uh, side with them for the whole Super Bowl. But as me and Tom speak about the last two weeks, you just can never write off those Patriots. I mean, they're just always there and they know how to do it and they know how to win one-off games. We saw the Chiefs go up there and that offense, how we talk about but the Pats won the game, and that's what the Pats do best. So, and they have done in the last ten years. So you can never write them off. But if I was a betting man, which I am, I would have to say uh, the Rams. Okay, love that. Cool. Before we dive into your fantasy season, Charlie, do you want to give your pod a little shout out? Tell the peeps what it's about, what you talk about, and just big yourself up, and we'll share listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, so we, me and Tom, we're from Ice to Kick a Pod, and we. We try to do news and all the latest what's going on in the NFL for all 32 teams, really. What's the latest, what's happening at your team? And we try to just really, like yourselves, get as many different people on board as possible. What the UK fans think about what's going on with their team. Give them a voice and help try to build their own individual community, really. And just scratch deeper at the club. Because like I said, me and Tom, we support the 49ers and the Packers. But 
we won't know as much as, say, as you two will with what's going on at Denver or the Buccaneers. And we want to hear from you rather than just, oh, here's my opinion on what's going on at Denver because I'm not into it as much as you guys will be. So it's just a broader subject of the NFL here in the UK, really. No, for sure. I really enjoy it. So I listen every week and message you and you had some really good questions and polls and you read out our question. Yeah, no, thank you for sending them in. You're one of the only ones. And we, we speak about you guys and fantasy because we don't really touch that because, you know, we listen to your pod. And as I said, no one would really want to hear from uh, mine and Tom's fantasy because then they're, they're banging trouble if they're after our advice. So we leave that to you guys. <laughs> Thanks very much. Checks in the post. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Charlie, talking about fantasy and stuff, you know, how many leagues are you in and so forth? Uh, this year I'm, I'm in just the two and uh, last year I was in three and won two of those leagues and uh, the ego got the better of me I thought okay I've won, my, I've won two leagues I thought but you can't stand still you always have to improve because a side that doesn't try to improve will, uh, will, will ultimately not improve and they'll get stale so I thought I'm going to change up my, uh, my, my research change up my format of drafting and I went zero RBs and I went all in uh, wide receiver heavy and I'm actually last in both my leagues so um, I am deadly, deadly uh, upset and I can't get this across to you, but I take fantasy very, very seriously. And the fact that I'm last is a real like kick in the nuts where my pride is concerned. Is that just the standard redraft league or is it dynasty? Uh, no, standard like normal just uh, draft league on ESPN. And we just, uh, I had second pick and that's what I'm blaming it on. So I didn't re-pick again till 19 and all the good players went. So that's my excuse. So quickly, who did you take it to? I took Antonio Bram, which oh. I know is really really high to pick Antonio Brown with so many people on the board but he was my star man last year and Gurley went number one who I would have picked and then Bell went number three who I knew wasn't going to play and I was like well so after them I was like I'm going AB and then after it everyone you're like your Saquon's your McCaffrey's your Kamira's they all went at 19 so I was pretty uh, slim pickings and I went for uh, I went for AJ Green I've got a second I know and uh, then I thought I was ahead of the curve. My next pick, because I picked 21st after that, I went for Jordan Howard because I thought Nagy <laughs> would do the same for what he'd done for Kareem Hunt. He was going over there. He's a great running back and he's absolutely done nothing this year. So my team's just literally, I've banked on Howard and I don't think, I think he's like hit 15 points once. Yeah, cool. Well, no, I feel that pain. I feel that pain. Um, so quickly, what did you learn from this season fantasy-wise? And uh, what are you going to do next season to rectify those problems? Next season, it can't get any worse. I, I can only beat last. Uh, I can only do better than that. So uh, I'm going to just stick to what I know. Go, go with the players that have the high ceiling, that elite status, and not go wide receiver heavy because... I'm coming up against people that do have the McCaffreys, the Saquons and Kamiras. And they, I feel like they can reach the 40-point marks where you don't really get that with wide receivers. That's what I'm noticing this year. could be wrong. You guys would tell me different. But I feel like I'm seeing a lot of like 35-plus games from running backs and not really from the higher end of the wide receivers. So I need to bank on them early. Yeah, no, that's definitely a pretty good strategy. Yeah, I think you just got to look at... I think the, the thing I would say is you look at your top players, you look at the numbers... And you just got to go with conviction and go with the go with the numbers, and more often than not, you'd be right. If you go out to injuries, there's nothing you can do. But you know, if you're stuck chasing the curve on the waiver wire, you're just you're dead. You can you can recover a little bit and you'll get a gem. But yeah, you're right. I think you've got to get an elite player in at running back, or you you might struggle. It's horrible when you go down to an injury, though, ain't it? It's just like you wait all year because I do. I literally waited the whole summer. I was like, I can't wait for fantasy to come back round. And then when you get an injury, you're just heartbroken. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. 
So, Charlie, I think I can hear Santa on the roof. You know, he's coming down the chimney. Pick up <laughs> the Got one last question for you, chap. If uh, Santa can bring you one present for the 2019 draft and the Packers, what do you want for your team? Uh, well, I'm going to sneakily ask for two. Probably, we need a great uh, recruitment at head coach. We have to get that right now because that's an, we're an important phase in the franchise history. But player-wise, it's not that sexy of a pick, but we need a right, uh, right tackle but we really need a pass rusher. We need a destructive pass rusher. Well, this is the draft for it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of them. So I know. So let's keep let's keep losing and get higher up that draft board. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can get a good one if you're picking in the top 10. So uh, Yeah, I think we'll be around there. Just a, a quick one then before we wrap up, because people want to get back to their turkey and presents and family. What We've talked about the pod. You've plugged it. Do you have a little cheeky exclusive? What are the plans for the pod in, in 2019? No exclusive, really. We're just uh, like yourselves. We've got a few nice guests coming up to end the season when the playoffs starting, so that's nice. And more just getting uh, people involved, really, and hopefully that will continue to build like yourselves, have you guys on and stuff. But no, just to, to keep doing what we're doing and uh, chatting, chatting to everyone, as many people as possible. Definitely. Well, we do a crossover pod. We're happy to come on. We'll have you on here as Definitely. well. We'd love that. Great to chat a lot more. If you could just shout out your, your Twitter handle, where people can find you, podcast uh, platforms, etc. Yeah, it's at Ice the Kicker Pod. Same with the Instagram, and you can uh, check us there. The podcast is on all the, the main available platforms. Awesome, fellow. Well, look, it's been great catching up. Merry Christmas to you. You too, guys. Thank you for having us on. We really appreciate that as well. No, always. And anytime, uh, anytime you want us to come on, you give us a shout and vice versa. But let's keep talking in the meantime. I know you want to join one of our dynasty leagues next year. So, one hundred percent. Yeah, if you'll have if you'll have us, we're we're in. Always. For sure. Don't be silly. All mate. right, fella. Cheers, guys. Appreciate that. Cheers, mate. Merry Bye, Christmas, guys. guys. Cheers, guys. Huh. So that was Charlie from Ice the Kicker. It's getting towards the end of the day. Everybody's full. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's tired. Let's do some playoff outcomes. Who do we think is getting in? So let's talk about the teams. And, and again, full disclosure, this was done uh, a little bit before week uh, 16 commenced. So we can tell you the playoff picture as it stands today, which is the teams, there are five teams in here that have automatically qualified. They are the Chiefs and the Chargers from the AFC. And in the AFC, it's the Saints, the Rams and the Bears. The last three, all three from the NFC, have won their divisions. So they are guaranteed to be in the top four. Whereas the Chiefs and the Chargers, because they're in the same division, one of those will be the division leader and more than likely the top seed, whilst the other will be in the wild card. So at the moment, the Chargers sit in the wild card, but that could all change depending on the last two results. So I guess to break through at the moment, let's talk about who is currently in those spots. So we'll do the AFC first. So at the moment, the Chiefs are in the one seed, but they could easily drop to the five. Um, the ones in there are the Texans, who have got the two seed, the Patriots the three seed, and the Steelers the fourth seed. So as we mentioned, the Chargers the five seed, the Ravens currently host the last wildcard spot. In the hunt are the Colts, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Browns, but as we kind of mentioned on the, on the, the pod last week, their chances of still being alive by the time you're hearing this are virtually nil. So I'm going to discredit the Browns completely. So looking at who we've got left, I think the Texans will win their division. I've got no doubt that they win their division. It's just do they hold off and win out? And their last games are the... I've got, got the Eagles. So they've got the Eagles, the resurging Eagles. 
and then they end up with the, the Jags. Yeah. I think if they get past the the Eagles, they they win out. Yeah, and I think that. I think they're better than the Eagles. I think they can stop Nick Foles. So I'm happy with. I don't know about you. I'm happy with the Texans at two. Yeah, fine. Which means the Patriots will take three. They'll win out. Got no doubt. Yeah, they've got pretty easy schedule all the way. So the question is: Do you think that the Steelers win their division, or do you think that the Ravens do? And keep in mind that the Steelers play the Saints this weekend, and then they end with the, with Bengals. the Bengals, which they they'll win that. There's no question. So. Do we think the Steelers beat the Saints, or do we think that the uh, the Ravens will beat the Chargers mm. and then win the against the Browns? They'll beat the Browns. A schedule. I think they'll beat the Browns. I don't know. I think that's a tough one to call. I think they'll. Just, I think they'll scheme too well. I just think I don't think they'll beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers have got too much firepower currently. So if we're saying they're going one and one each, that would mean that the the that would mean the Steelers will win the division. So the Steelers, through a half game, will win the division. So they'll be the four seed. So then if the Ravens go to nine and seven, you've got the Colts, the Titans, and the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins win out. I just don't think they, they're good enough. All right, they've got the Bills, um, but the Dolphins, have, and they've got the Jags this week, but the Dolphins are just one of those teams that can lose to the Jags. I just think they're just one of those teams. So I can't give them the credit. So I, I disc- I'd discount them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's the Colts and the Titans. Now, the Colts and the Titans, the Colts for me have got the Redskins, and then the Colts have got the Giants, so I think they both win those games yeah. quite comfortably. Then they play each other. I'm taking the Colts in that situation. I think Andrew Luck is too good. I think he's just too good. And in that situation, I think if it comes down to a shootout, you take Andrew Luck and he, he takes you into the playoffs. So given those stats... The tiebreaker would go to conference, and the Colts would beat the Ravens on conference record because we're saying that they're going to lose to the Chargers, and the Colts are going to win out, so they will go to seven and five versus six and five. Um, so yeah, I would say that the Colts are going to make the playoffs happy. Yeah. NFC. Saints, it, Rams, Bears. Saints, Rams, Bears. I think in that order. I don't think that changes. Nope. So I think the Cowboys win the division. Yep. They they win out. Um, they've got the Bucks, which I expect them to win, and then the way to the Giants, I expect them to win that. So I think the, the Cowboys win the division. I think the Seahawks will lock the five seed pretty easily. I don't think there's any debate there that that will happen. Nope. Um, so we're, we're all about the sixth seed. Again, I'm going to eliminate the Panthers. They're technically still in the hunt at this stage. But no, they're out. They're out. I, they're they're out. out for me. So you're looking at the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Redskins. I'd say it's the Vikings all day. The Eagles will be playing with Nick Foles, like you said earlier, Murph. In the last pod that you think Wentz has been dropped. And the Redskins, Johnson doesn't have enough. to t- One win wasn't enough, I don't think, to take them in. And the Vikings are still a complete unit. New OC, run games on fire. I think the Vikings squeak in. They're half a game ahead, so it all depends on what the Eagles do. But I think the Eagles will lose to the Texans. Um, and then that will afford the Vikings the one loss that they can afford. So yeah, I'm with you. I think it's I think it's kind of as it is now. I don't expect it to change. Saints, Rams, Bears, Cowboys in four, Seahawks in five, Vikings in six. And we went with all along. We've kind of gone with the Chiefs to win the AFC. Mm-hmm. And did we go with the Saints? I can't remember. What I we... think we went with the Rams just because they were winning at the time, but they've lost a few recently and. We haven't been far off. I, I might 
I might lean on to the Saints. I think they're the team that home record. I think we can see a Chiefs, a Chiefs v Saints Super Bowl. Yeah, love that, love that. Okay, well, awesome. Rush Nation, that was the playoff picture. It's all a drunken haze. I don't even know what's going on anymore. We're somewhere into like the fourth hour of the Christmas special. It's not been that long. And I know you're still listening because you love it. And we love bringing it to you. Go and find us on all your favourite podcast apps. Come at us on Twitter in the next two days, preferably with the hashtag SandeHoHoHo. Guys, it's been an absolute cracking 2018. Murph, I cannot thank you enough for my hat and shirt. You're very welcome, man, friend, and Merry Christmas. Uh, Also, this is the last one of 2018, so Happy New Year to all of you. I hope Santa was really good to you. I hope you got everything you wanted. I hope you've enjoyed the NFL regular season. And above all, from both of us, thank you so much for interacting with us, listening, downloading, taking time out of your Christmas slash Boxing Day to listen to us. Really means a great deal. Um, you guys are incredible stay in touch we've got some great guests in January we're going to do some draft specials we're going to do so much and also if you guys got ideas of what you want then get in touch on uh, Twitter at 5 Rush. DM us email us at 5 at gmail.com and get in touch and let us know what you want and we will try and make it happen any guests you want anything listen we don't control but we will always absolutely sir Merry Christmas it's been an absolute pleasure but until 2019 Rush Nation don't forget keep rushing Give him my paycheck. I'll give him my game check. He makes it. So loud in my ear. <laughs> Hold your breath. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is. It's We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.